Hello, and welcome to the goddamn Ghoul Squad Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. I am Dr. Richard Hart, but please call me what my friends call me, Dick, Dick Hart. With me, as always, is, is the guy who nags me <laughs> to keep doing this, my good friend. Yes, unfortunately. Your Mr. name? I am Keegan Preslak. Yes, hello, everybody. hello. I'm happy to be back. How are you, Eric? I am... I'm here. What the hell are you doing you, here? You pulled me out of my hiatus. And then I'm pulling you right back out. This is what happens when you get peer pressured into a podcast. Is this what the, is that what this is? This is what that is. See, I think you do it for the love. You know what? Several people said uh, very uh, kind, kind things. things. See, yeah. Yes. Other people, you know, people buying shirts, people telling me that they... Um, that they just love you, Dad. That they enjoy the pod. Um, I wouldn't say it wanted me to stop the hiatus, but it definitely made me like... Press the pause button, maybe. Uh, you know, like, okay, well, let, let's, let's do one. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, and I came up with the idea, uh, it was taking a little bit longer to get actually both of these done, but, uh, I'm still doing a podcast with, uh, Ben soon, but our schedules weren't lining up. He, he's kind of, he lives in a different town right now. So like it was just taking us a little longer. And I, I thought, you know what, Eric, what if we did a pod where we just did what we've been watching? Right. Right. Uh, there, there was no preparation. Uh, zero. You're going to find this, that out. Episode You're going to find that out. We do have a surprise top five. That's right. At the end of this episode. It's very important. It's I would say it might be the most important top five we ever do. That's, you know what, and I'm glad we saved it for this bullshit episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we are going to have like a, a bullshit, uh, well, sorry, a extremely important uh, top five at the end of this podcast. Yes. But the most important thing is Eric is here. I am here. And yeah. we're recording into microphones. Uh, so I hope you guys are just down to hang out with us for a little bit. As uh, we shoot the shit. Yes, we are going to shoot the shit. Yes. Now, I'm not going to do as many pleasantries on this episode, but I do have to thank two people for buying t-shirts. Uh, oh, gosh. I don't know how to say this last name. Try your best. Melissa Mazarese. 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 There you go. Uh, anyways, Melissa, thank you so much for becoming such a great listener and buying a shirt. Yes, thank uh, you. We both sincerely appreciate that. And, of course, our buddy. Brian the Horror Nerd. Yes. At Brian the Horror Nerd on Twitter. Brian bought a shirt, and uh, we really appreciate you supporting the podcast and rocking that Ghoul Squad gear. If you want a shirt, go to Ghoul Squad. No, I don't, we don't have a website. What the fuck am I talking about? No, no. tpublic.com. Search for Ghoul Squad. Yeah, or bit.ly slash Ghoul Squad color, and you'll find a shirt and buy it, please. Yes. Thank you, both of you guys, very much. Yeah, thank you, Melissa and uh, Brian, for buying shirts. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be it for our pleasantries. I'm going to do more on like the podcast I do with Ben. But most importantly, let's just fucking get so into it. This isn't even like a real episode. Is no. this even going to go up? I don't. I hope not. Okay, great. It has to, da. It has to, da. It has to, da, da, da. Uh, what else, da? Do we have anything else before we just want to BS on movies or no? I guess let's just get into it, da. What have you? Oh, no. We Tell need an update on a uh, easy hiatus update. Oh, gosh. hiatus easy. Tell, yes. Okay. I, so I wish I had something more excited to to say. Like you did anything with your life. Yeah, but no, I haven't done a goddamn thing uh, other than work, trying to skate. 
You look oh. good right now. You look like you've been getting more sun, not you know recording a podcast Correct. for a yeah, month and a not half. Not just fucking <laughs> indoors all the time. Uh, in fact, uh, when I told Keegan the amount of things that I had to talk about for this episode, he was like, that's it? Yes. We haven't recorded in fucking a month. Yeah. So if I'm not skating, you know, I'm trying to skate. I feel like the answer is always skate. Yeah. Like if, if I was given a choice of things to do. Which I can appreciate. It's always skate. I don't always skate. But when I do. But, but that's the correct answer. Right. Exactly. It's whenever I'm on a hiatus from a highly rated podcast. Highly rated. That has no listeners. Critically. Acclaimed. Acclaimed. There you go. Yep. Yep. I do know By that. By the same 10 people who listen faithfully. And we appreciate you guys. Oh my gosh. To no end. Yes. <clears throat> After all that bullshit. So your hiatus has been fun. But it's, you have one. It's, t- it's been tight. Like. Not worrying about this shit. And it's so fucking insignificant. Yeah. Like, what was funny was you texted me earlier, like, when do you want to record? And I was like, uh, and you go, I'm dealing with this shit again. No, I'm kidding. I'm happy to be here. You're not seeing Death Wish tonight, die. You had time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Death Wish is out. Yeah. Today. But we haven't seen it yet. Uh, we have, we have not seen it, but I guess we're excited because it's Eli Roth. Let's, uh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm not hearing good things. Yeah. Neither what are, what are you hearing? No, it, it apparently is not good. I plan to go to the 11.45 tomorrow morning. A.M. A.M. Sharp. In the the goddamn morning. Uh, I don't work tomorrow. It's Saturday. That's fucking amazing. That's awesome. When's the last time that happened? I don't know. But what sucks is I'm sure I'll work Sunday. Yeah. So that's a big... You can deliver those uh, Amazon packages. How's work going? Did any dogs try to kill you or did you go postal? No, no. And recently I've been taking dog treats with me. Okay. And I get to feed all the cute uh, puppy dogs. Uh, One story that's kind of broken my heart let's hear it uh is this gonna make us sad it makes me sad okay go ahead uh so i was on this same route for like a month straight right and there was this one dog at 2601 idaho street okay i think you're doxing a resident what does doxing mean yeah look it up okay great really cute puppy dog okay in the yard okay so i didn't know there was a puppy dog in this yard. And you ran it over and, with your and, EFV. And when I say LLV, and when I say puppy dog, like that's how I describe all dogs. You know, it could be the biggest, hugest, oldest dog ever. <laughs> to me, they're it's, all puppies. it's still a puppy dog. Right, exactly. We have a 13-year-old Bassett at home, and I call her the pup. So I'm with you. Right, okay. I'm with you. So, I got a, so the first time I encounter this dog, I have a package for this house. And I don't see this dog in the yard. Do you have your package as well? I have, I've got my small package. <laughs> and then and you're then also the, carrying and, a and large package. package, yes. package of course, which is, is way as well. Right, exactly. Yeah, Much, I swear to God, dude, some of these things people order from Amazon, I don't know what they are. These boxes are huge. They're probably just stuffed with paper huge. and shit. There's nothing in them. Uh, and, you know, I guess that has something to do with, like, uh, the USPS recently won the bid from, like, yeah. Amazon. Yeah. And that fucking sucks. Because I feel like... Our it's, vehicles, e-dog in general, is just not equipped. Like you see all these fucking like tweets recently yeah. that are like saying to like boycott the companies that are still uh, yes. giving discounts to the NRA. Yep. And there was one that was like saying boycott FedEx. And like, sure, yes, that's tight. I agree with that. But I may have to deliver these <laughs> packages now. Uh, I saw Blink-182 cut off their uh, their merch sales are no longer going to be shipped through FedEx. So you're going to be delivering all kinds of extra Blink-182 merch. Now, what the fuck are you going to do with your life? Fantastic. Uh, so, uh, back to this goddamn story. Okay, the fucking dog. 2601 Idaho You have a package Street. and a large package. Correct. Pick which Correct. is which. Correct. So, on, so, so it's a, a fenced-in yard. Of course. And 
the gate has a carabiner on it. Okay. So I have to unlock the carabiner in order to get into the yard. Okay. And when I walk into the yard, I see the dog. And I don't know if this dog is friendly or not. So it's a dog. Is he foaming at the mouth? And, and Are there meat pies and, and, near him? And, and, and you know that, that the... That like that that silly notion that like dogs hate mailmen. Yes, and that's fucking true, and I I can't explain it. But the, you you were just calling them puppies, and but now it's fucking true. Okay, I the raging alcoholic. Dogs? I, I encounter a fair set of mean dogs as well. Okay, do you feed them treats as well? I don't. Okay, go ahead. So I, yeah, I actually did today, but <laughs> I feel like you're look, discriminating the against the dogs, but that's all right. You are correct. <laughs> so I see this dog, and I don't know if he's friendly or not, and so I get scared. And I leave the yard, close the gate, and um, these people, their their car was parked right up against the fence. So I stashed their package in between the fence and their car. Okay. So I'm just going to take off, right? And He's I, just going to dip. And I look back, and the dog, like, with its, like, uh, nose has, like, opened the gate. What? Yeah, you know, he's, like, nudged it open. Oh, my God. And I'm like, fuck, I Did can't. He- did he get the package and bring it inside too? No, no. He was, I mean, my heart just would have fucking broke because of how cute that would have been. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm like, fuck, I can't just leave because this dog could just fucking um, bounce out. Bounce, right, fucking exactly. Leave. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, I got to put this carabiner back on the fucking You fence. didn't put the carabiner back no, on the No, no, because oh, I just saw the no, dog. God, this is your fault. I saw the You're dog. committing a murder right now. I saw the dog. I got scared. I stashed the package. I'm trying to bounce the fuck out. But you didn't put the carabiner back on. I didn't put the carabiner back on. And because of that, he's able to open the gate. That son of a bitch. So I'm like, fuck. So I go and I grab the carabiner. And I go and I put it back on the, the gate. And he has every opportunity to bite me if he wants to. Uh-huh. But he doesn't. Oh, okay. So I'm like, all right. So did he end up with a treat? Tight dog. Well, I hadn't started carrying treats yet. Okay. <laughs> and then I did. And so every time I'd get to this dog, I would take him a treat. And it finally got to a point where he would like recognize me coming down the street, oh, okay. get up, run to the fence, all excited. We're excited to see each other. We have formed this bond, me oh, and this dog. Don't, don't start this shit right now, dog. And I don't need to hear this. Why? Because it's going to end in a sad part. And, yeah, it is. Oh, fuck. And so it excites me to give him a treat. You know, every time he's waiting for me. So I'm not on that route anymore. Oh, okay. And I doubt that, that the, the carrier who's doing it now is giving this dog a treat. So it breaks my heart that I'm sure this dog is running to the fence, excited, waiting for a treat, and he's probably not getting one. You should go by on your day off. Go by, give him a he's little He's not going to recognize me if I'm not in the vehicle. Maybe he has a hot mom. Just saying. Never thought about a hot mom on a dog. That's true. I'd be like, yo, lady, I'm going to give your dog a treat. Your dog likes me. Let me give you a treat. Let me give you your package as well as my package. Let me give you my package, your dog a treat. As well as your Amazon package. I probably care more about your dog. Yes. Yes. So thank you for that incredible story. Yes. Uh, And that's it for the Ghoul Squad podcast, everybody. It's the last episode we'll ever do. Good night. Yeah. So... Yeah, I haven't I haven't been doing much uh, with my time. What what have you been doing? And you know, it's kind of like you're on hiatus too. Yeah. In so a what way. the fuck have you been doing? Well, I watched a lot of movies, and then I got to be honest, I've been playing this game that everybody's playing right now, and it is Fortnite Battle mm-hmm. Royale. Been playing a lot of that. Been uh, you've well, been driving along. Yeah, I've been riding along. Uh, no, I, like at, right after we recorded our last episode, I think I watched like 
50 horror movies in the span of like two weeks. Damn. And it sucked because I'm like, fuck, I want to record. I want to record. I want to I talk about this shit. But, but, but Eric don't give a fuck. Eric don't give a fuck, number one. Number one. And number two. E-Dog don't give a fuck. And number, number three. <laughs> Eric don't give a fuck. Uh, I need to get that as a drop. <laughs> Eric, not give a fuck. Uh, no, so uh, schedules don't line up well, you know, uh, me and you and me and my brother. So yeah. uh, it's, it's not just that our schedules don't line up as much as I just don't want to hang out with you. Well, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. So thank you so much, I'm Eric, joking. for revealing. I know. Uh, all right. I think that's it. You've given us a great hiatus easy story. I've given okay. you nothing. Zero. Uh, I'm an absolute zero, a drip. I've been, I've been just practicing hard flip stuff. I've been skateboarding 17 you fucking got years. No, no. Take me like 30 tries to land one. And when I do, it's the best feeling in the world. I'm saying sex, drugs, alcohol, hard flips, dude. That's where it's at for Does easy. Does it equal feeding that goddamn dog those treats? Ooh, I wish I could do a hard flip, then give that dog a treat. Yeah, or then, while you're giving him the treat. Then I just die. Awesome. With happiness. Please what if, continue. What if you could put the tree on the skateboard, and then when you do the hard flip, it flips into his mouth? Oh, 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 let me tell you another dog treat story all right, today. All right, let's hear it. And then, and then I promise everybody we'll get some movies. Go ahead. I want to hear it. I, this, you know, this is ridiculous. This, this episode has turned into e-dog feeding <laughs> puppy dogs. Absolutely. 208 Plum, there's this miserable fucking dog. He's tied to the shortest chain in the world. He just looks absolutely miserable. It breaks my heart when I see him. I always throw him a treat. And, you know, and this is not the only dog that I throw treats to that are chained up. I always want to make sure I throw it within the yeah, vicinity to get, there, yeah. to get it, right? Today, yeah. I throw it, and this motherfucker catches it out of no the air. Oh, shit. And I was like, tight. Let me ask you this. This is what I was thinking of the whole time you're telling that story. I wasn't okay, even listening. Ahead. I was just thinking about... <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> what would happen if you got pulled over by a police officer, and he just sees this creepy fuck in that little... What is it? EFV? <laughs> L? L? <laughs> V LLV and you're just you just have like bags and bags of dog treats. He just thinks you're some fucking psycho. I mean, if if I'm just giving a dog a treat, I mean that's tight. I got another one, but I'm not gonna tell it. Maybe save it for the end of the pod. Save it for the end of the pod. Yeah. Okay, you won't remember it, and neither yeah. will I. So, thank you so much for those stories. Yes, of course. And that's it for the podcast, everybody. It's been nice hearing from you. Okay, what do you want to start with, Da? What do you want to start with, Da? What do you want to start with? Let's da? start with one of the fifty films that you've recently watched. Okay, you want to start with me. Let's start with you. All right, let's do it. So, I recently revisited on Valentine's Day. Great. I revisited My Bloody Valentine 3D. Now, uh, Patrick Lucier? I always said Lucier, but I have no idea. We can go with either one. Um, This is a movie that I've always really liked. I loved when I saw it in theater. Um, And the reason I didn't watch the original, which is a better movie, of course, I don't have it on Blu ray, and I'm a snob. That, does that movie exist on Blu-ray? It does, but it's out of print. Okay. In fact, I think I saw, which shout out, by the way, to Shane Saw. Okay. Hello, bud. I think he, I saw him pick it up. Boy, I hope I don't get that wrong. I'm pretty sure he picked it you up You know, recently. that sounds familiar. And uh, yeah, it's been long out of print. So I wanted to, uh, I wish I could have watched it. I could have rented it, but it's not uncut on Amazon. Fuck it. So I was like, fuck it. I have the remake. It's Valentine's Day. Let's watch it. Go ahead, Eric. Keegan's alone? Keegan's with somebody. I'm alone. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> Eric. I am desperately alone. <laughs> I'm crying myself to sleep watching a fucking remake of a slasher every night. Actually, not just Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, for sure. So, yes. uh, I'm watching my bloody Valentine 3D. It's just fucking awesome, dude. Like, um, I would say the movie kind of kind of sucks at the end. Like, kind of just takes too long to get to the goddamn twist. But my wife, my wife that I sleep with. 
Yes. But uh, it is fucking mean-spirited as hell, dude. I agree. The My Bloody Valentine remake is... It's, like, sadistic in a lot of ways. It's, mm-hmm. like, really fucked up. And, uh, you know, of course I've seen it, but, like, rewatching it, that's what stood out to me. Like, a lot of the kills are, like, really fucked up. Todd Farmer, right? Yeah, Todd Farmer threw his fucking bald head. Yeah. And it's, like, that chick running around naked for, like, 30 minutes Yeah, outside. It's crazy. And then uh, I think it's... Is it Tom Atkins? Were those titties 3D? Oh, you know that's Tom Atkins. Okay, okay. And he gets the, the, the pickaxe through, like, the bottom of his chin. Right. Out through his mouth. It is fucked up. And then there's this really extended chase sequence of uh, the two women in the... in the. It's like a supermarket. And it's, like, really fucked up. Like, oh, and then the, the most sadistic shit, I feel like, is in the... Uh, the hotel where the the naked girl and Todd Farmer are right, like They're fucking like the, he's filming it. The miner is like like scaring the girl through the. Um, she put up like a grate. It's a it's the bottom of a bed. It's a bed frame, mm-hmm. and he's hitting through it, and it's coming through out out of the screen. I didn't was not able to watch this in three D, but it did when we saw it, and uh, it's just fucked up. And did it's we like, watch it together? I don't think so. We went to Roswell, didn't we? I don't think we watched it together. Oh, uh, but. It was. It's fucking awesome. The My Bloody Valentine remake. Uh, I love it. The the scene when the miner's chasing her outside and he throws the pickaxe yeah. at her through the TV. Oh, comes, I'm sorry, through the the screen. It comes off screen, and the girl I was with at the time she moved her head. Yes, I was like, you got got. Yeah, there's a bunch fun. of really fun shit like that. Yeah, the end kind of is just annoying because it's like it was me, Sarah. No, it was me, Sarah. Here's what I think is really it's, it's annoying as fuck. Is one of the motherfuckers from Supernatural did that, and, and then the other yep. motherfucker from Supernatural did the Friday Thirteenth remake? Yep. Yeah, yep. I don't and, know why that interests me. And they're me, both a, Jensen Eccles. Is that that fucker's name? Who the uh, fuck is Jensen Eccles? I don't. I'm sorry. Pretty sure you made that name up just now. I just made that up. Yeah, but no. So uh, the My Bloody Valentine remake is uh, it was awesome, dude. Yeah. Like I I I expected to watch it and just be like because i had rewatched it recently and it, i was kind of down on it because it, the ending just takes so long it was him no it was him like that's the whole ending with those two dumbass like men mm-hmm. and it's annoying but all of the kills and shit are just incredible i love that fucking movie my bloody valentine remake awesome uh so i i tried to watch the original on valentine's day fell asleep fell asleep okay fell asleep I have another thing I kind of... I feel like this will flow. I got another thing I watched recently. Right on me, String Bean. <clears throat> it was... Are you ready for this? Yeah. Shark Knight. Shark Knight 3D. Yes, I was not able to watch this in 3D either. Or, or you're talking about bait. Shark Knight. My little sister purchased this for me herself uh, for Christmas this year. Okay. And it's funny because Shark Knight sucks, right? Like, no one... Like, Shark Knight... I've never seen it. You've never seen it? I've never seen Shark Knight. Oh my gosh, Sarah Paxton. Right. But and, and and the reason I said bait was because they didn't do Shark Knight in 3D, or they did. Yeah, Shark Knight 3D. See, I didn't even fucking know it was in 3D. Oh, yeah, no. And you have a 3D TV, dog. Get the fuck on it. They don't fucking do 3D blues no more. They fucking made it a Shark Knight 3D blue. Yeah. Having said that, um, my favorite was Piranha 3 Double D. Of course. Uh, I watched that in 3D actually on my mm-hmm. older 3D TV. Having said that, so Shark Knight. The reason I'm bringing it up here is because it's like it's it's a bastard stepchild of those 3D movies. Okay. Like. My Bloody Valentine 3D is fucking awesome. Shark Knight 3D sucks. But get, let me tell you this stuff. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You're putting your fucking I want to go back face. to Patrick Lucier. And you want to talk Farmer. drive angry 3D. And I want to talk drive angry. I knew angry. it, you motherfucker. Yeah. That blue is long out of print. And I desperately want to rewatch that film. Yeah. Uh, but it's Amber nowhere Heard. to be found. 
Amber Heard. Uh, I have the DVD. Oh, wow. But I don't want to watch it because I want to see that shit in 3D. I imagine it's just tons of fun because I don't fucking remember it. Let me, let me make, let's, let's fuck everything we're talking about. Fuck everything. Let me ask you. Especially Keegan. If you ever get a new TV. Yes. Or plan on it. Yes. Make me come over, please. And can we watch Jaws 3D on your fucking TV before you get rid of the 3D? Okay. Just commit to it. Shark Knight is the bastard stepchild of these 3D movies, but it's very similar. It's like very clean, very bright. Like it's all lit, extremely bright because of like 3D and stuff. It helps. And it's very uh, glossy. It's an extremely glossy movie. Shark Knight 3D sucks. Okay. Let's get that out of the way. It's a stupid fucking movie. But, but I loved it, da. Did you? It sucks. It is not good. But I had a blast. And What's the setting? So I'll tell you. But now I want to get this out of the way. I saw this in theater. So okay. like I've seen this movie. Okay. But I've always remembered it as being horrible. And it is. Okay. But it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Like the sharks are stupid. There's some rubber shark and shit in it too. Okay. So it's not just bad CG. There's some real shark. and um, Okay. So Shark Knight 3D. Is I can't believe I'm doing this right There's now. Some real shark? Well, like they have footage of real sharks, and then they switch to like rubber shark and like shit like that. Okay. Uh, just like Jaws. So let's set the scene. Let's set the clocks back ten years when this movie came out. Okay. Keegan's in high school. Uh, I don't even remember when this came out, but uh, so it's a dark and seedy night. No. So uh, all it is is these kids in college. They decide to go out to dude. Her name is fucking Sarah in it that's how dumb this movie is okay the character's name is sarah and they're like oh sarah sarah it's sarah paxton right oh dude and i can't remember what her name is but it's something like paxton sarah axton i swear to god in the movie her, her name is like sarah uh sarah paulson which okay. i know is another person but like i swear to god it's exactly like it so it's like they had no no imagination in any way um Catherine mcphee is in it as well and i find her incredibly attractive as well uh uh what's, uh what's his name from avatar and hatchet joel david moore joel david moore he's in it he, and the guest yes uh dude okay so they're at college they decide to go out to sarah paulson's fucking uh cabin on the lake where they're gonna go have fun and have debauchery and try to and they're all the all the guys are gonna try to get with her and all this shit fuck yeah so they go out there and there's this stupid idiotic chase scene where she runs from the cops but in a boat it's a boat chase with a cop and then when they get to her house, they're pulled they're like, Sarah, we're going to go to fucking jail and all this shit. Guess what happens? They go to jail. The cop pulls up and says, I've been racing you my whole life, Sarah, and I never beat you once. It was a joke. It's a fucking bit. Oh, I get you. It's terrible, though. I get you. I don't know why this made me think of this. Okay. I watched an hour of the Cabin Fever remake. Oh, wow. And it's fucking awful. Oh, wow. It's like they take everything that happens in the original yeah but it's just like no humor oh that sucks and i think what it is is those jokes are there that are made in the first one they're eli roth but i already heard those jokes oh and i already heard and so in my head they're already supposed to be said a different way you know they're yeah. supposed to they're is supposed pancakes to be said in there pancakes is in there oh i don't like that at all there's you know there's there's supposed to be a certain cadence yeah. to each one of these jokes. Yeah, they and, only and, work in that right. context, yeah. But one thing that I hated was they changed Deputy Winston 
to a female for some reason. Oh, no, duh. It's the fucking party, man. But she's still doing that. Like, have a big 40. And I'm just like, fuck. Have a big 40, man. I couldn't. I didn't make it past it. I love him so much. So that is not Shark Knight. That is the Cabin Fever remake. Right. But uh, I'll end this with, so they go to this island, right? And then, of course, they get stuck out there because every time they leave, like, there's, like, this skiing uh, scene, but then the, one of the sharks eats the girl on the skis and shit. It's kind of fucked up here and there, but it's kind of also really tame. But uh, it's a blast. I would recommend. Listen, Shark Night sucks, but you should watch it. Did you like 47 Meters Down? I never. I haven't seen it yet. I thought it was okay. I want to see I love shark movies. I, uh, I dug it. I uh I I was dying to see it in theater and yet but the idea of loading it up on Netflix and sitting and watching them like I just I don't know. I wanted to see it in theater really bad. I watched it with my mother. I watched it with your mother as well. That's odd. <laughs> she went actually forty seven meters down, but that's a <laughs> that's actually another story altogether. So uh that's Shark Knight. That took me too long. Um My Bloody Valentine three D incredible. Shark Knight three D sucks, but hey, uh, you can get this Blu-ray real cheap. Pick it up, dude. It's fun. Well, then you watched Bait 3D, right? No. I, I almost did. It's funny oh, you bring that up. So, whenever you posted that on the Ghoul Squad Twitter, yeah. I thought Bait. Nope. It was Shark Have Knight. you seen Bait? I have not. The one in the, the grocery, grocery store. store. I know, I know. There's like a tsunami or something. Let me tell you why I haven't. Because it was in 3D, and I right. want to watch it on a fucking 3D TV. Well, that's how I watched it. Oh, I bet I, you did. I, I, I rented anybody it. Over, fucking I, sat at I home, rented it, alone. it from Hastings back when we had a fucking Hastings, duh. And it was, you know, you could either watch the 2D or you could watch the 3D. And so I watched the fucking 3D because, you know, I have a 3D TV. There's like a tsunami or some bullshit. Yeah. And that the shit like, goes into the supermarket. Right. And there's people stuck in there in the supermarket with a fucking shark. Yes. And you know what another fun 3D film was? What's another fun 3D film? Nurse was? 3D. Paz de la Huerta. You're Man. Gonna, you're going to talk Nurse 3D right now? I th- I think I have a thing for Paz. Oh, I'm pretty sure you do, Doc. Oh, and I also like... She's... Uh, oh, don't... Well, she, I don't like where this is headed. She, she does a good job of conveying a trashy character. Okay. And... I think a part of me really likes that. All right. So, so this is now uh, Puppy Dog Stories and Pastel <laughs> uh turn-ons. Absolutely. So, uh, The editor. Yes. She's real trashy, and I love it. Shark Knight sucks, but you really should check it out. And what is Eric Hoff's first movie of what he's been watching? Well, I'm throwing a fucking... Curveball! Curveball at you. I wish we had a drops. Like, it's like a crack of a bat. Right. Curveball. Right. Maybe like the whiff of a bat, like like oh, yeah. the guy's like you know it's a strike because he he missed the curveball. Yeah, no, 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 the, no. I don't know what the sound of no, uh, it's bat the, not connecting it's the with umpire. the ball is. It's the umpire strike. Oh, there you go, perfect. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about Steer a movie right. initially. Okay. I'm gonna talk about a video game that I just finished playing. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, Hidden Agenda. Have you heard about this video game? I've heard the name. I don't know about it. I would love to hear about it. Great, because I'm about to fucking tell you. Oh, good. Thank you so much. Hidden Agenda. Hidden Agenda is one of Sony Playlinks, Playlink uh, video games, where you have to download an app onto your smartphone in order to control it. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Now, yeah. why the fuck did E-Dog play Hidden Agenda? Because... He was on hiatus. Because I was on hiatus, bitch, and I was smoking some weed. Because, <laughs> go ahead, please. 
Hidden Agenda was developed by the same team that developed Until Dawn and my man, Larry Fazenden. Larry fucking Fazenden. Okay. Wrote it with the dude who he wrote um, Until Dawn with, Graham Resnick. And thankfully, appreciatively, we also get another video game, Larry Fazenden, in Hidden Agenda. Yes. So it's basically like a two, three-hour cutscene that you watch. Okay. And choices come up, and you have to pick either A or B, and you do so by moving your finger on your phone to the choice that you want that's on your TV screen. Okay, cool. Um, and then there's like quick time events, you know, like you have to like jump over a tripwire, and in order QTE. to- In order to successfully do that, you have to move your finger on your phone to a certain point on the TV screen. The story is really fucking cool. Okay. Right? It's about this fucking serial killer named The Trapper who booby traps his victims. So when the first responders show up, they become victims of The Trapper. The Trapper as well. Right. So at the start of the video game, you play this. It's kind of like The Collector almost? Yeah. Collection? Like the collector, but I heard someone describe it as a CSI meets a song. I thought, man, that sounds okay. So you play this fucking. Wow. You play as this. this uh, she's like a beat cop. And and at the start of the game, you arrest the trapper. Okay, I like I like where this is going. Okay, uh, uh, he's he's fucking he's in prison for five years. He goes to trial. He's found guilty. He is going to be sentenced to death within forty eight hours. Okay, and you still are playing as the girl who arrests the trapper at the very beginning of the game. But meanwhile, the trapper and he comes to write. And he says, hey, guess what? I'm not the trapper. Uh-oh. So, I'm the phantom. So over the course of the game, you have to figure out, is this guy the trapper uh, or is not? Is he fucking with you? Is there another guy? Yeah, the whole thing. Um, and then so, you know, the choices that you make alters the story's outcome. Like and the, choose your own adventure in a way. Right. And the, and the ending I got was fucking dark as hell. And I fucking, loved it. And I loved it. And I was like, fuck, that was fucked up. And I'm excited to try again, especially because it offers co-op. And I have no idea how that works. How does two people play? Right. And there's even like a competitive mode. And I don't know how that works either. Um, but what bummed me out is there's a post-credit stinger where it reveals who the real killer is. Oh, wow. And I would have just much loved not seeing Ambiguous. that. Yeah, yeah. And just trying again to get a different uh, ending. Yeah. But anytime I can get more Fessidin. I'll take it. And that's exciting that he's doing a new movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to say it's called Deformed. That's probably not right. But it's supposed to be his take on the Frankenstein tale. So that's incredibly exciting. Like, it's shooting right now. That's awesome. So super excited about that. I think his, like, the habit, he's habit, right? Correct. It's uh, rumored for Blu-ray. Not official or anything. It's rumored right now. Well, it already has a Blu-ray. That's, oh, that's, fuck. That's no, I fucked factory. up then. No, I was thinking Martin. Never mind. The Romero. Duh, if Martin comes out <laughs> on Blu-ray, oh, fuck. So, uh, Supermassive, they have also done another game. Now, wait a minute. We in no way paused for a piss break just now. No. That did not happen. Uh, they, they've they done another game uh, that Larry and Graham have written together. Okay. But it's one of their fucking VR games. Oh. And, you know, and I might be sounding ignorant as fuck right here. Say ignorant. Ignorant. But I feel like... The fucking VR headset is going to go the way of the Guitar Hero controller. Probably. I don't give a fuck, Don. I'm not going to spend 500 fucking dollars on a fucking loser P3 
PSVR. Right, exactly. Ah, fuck that. If I just like knew somebody who had a VR and they'd let me come over to play the inpatient for like an hour at a day, that'd be tight. But otherwise, I guess I'm never going to play that Well, game. let me say this real quick. Until Don's Incredible Hidden Agenda was fun. Um, I want to play it. That sounds fucking awesome. Uh, especially the like choose your own adventure type atmosphere of it. That sounds fucking sick. Right. Um, I just, I don't want to talk shit. VR is cool, but the idea of buying that headset, like that headset's going to so be expensive. Well, it's more than a fucking PS4. And it's going to be out of go out of style. It's what? It's not going to be relevant anymore. It's technically, it's not going to keep up. Uh, I did play the Batman VR game. Okay. And there's a and there's a bit where you're interrogating the penguin and you're holding him off the edge of a skyscraper. I like it. And and for one second, my fear of heights was like, fuck, because you you're get, staring down off of this huge skyscraper. Do you get motion sick at all? Like in uh, like cars or anything? Car sick. If I read sick? in a car, I get motion sick. But you didn't get motion sick playing. VR. I did not get motion sick playing the game. I think I would. That's my other thing. Uh, it's tight because like to get to like grab a battering, you actually have to like reach down to your waist. To like pick it up, it was really cool. What if you it, pick it, up the wrong it's, thing? It's just a fucking ha <laughs> small package. It's such a novelty idea, in yeah. my opinion. That like, I think VR is going to be. Uh, this isn't a VR podcast, but I genuinely think VR is going to be something you go to do. So like, I think there's going to be places like VR. Like this is in the future. A VR arcade, future, like a VR arcade or like a VR bar where you go and put them on. You don't have to buy all this fucking equipment. That's right. the thing. Like people are never going to buy all that shit. And then you have to like hook up a you have to hook it up to a box and the box hooks up to the PS4 yeah. and yeah. Ugh. But I do think VR will happen just not at home. Not in the same way that that it is right now. Right. Uh but that was Hidden Agenda. Okay. By Supermassive written by Larry Fessenden and Graham Resnick. All right, Dal, what do you want to do now? You can give me another one or I could give you another one. I got a lot. Let's do fucking. I don't even want to say the name, Doc. Winchester. What a fucking Boy. snoozer, Doc. Oh, I, yeah, because I slept through it oh, all. I know, Doc. You know I did. I we fucking I smuggled snoozer. in a bunch of fucking candy into the theater. Mm-hmm. Ate it while the trailers were playing. Slept through the whole goddamn movie. What what showing did you go to? Is this another? It was a reasonable time. Show? It was like a six oh five in the evening. Well, I almost fucking slept through this thing because here's my notes on Winchester. Wait well, on me. Well made. All caps, boring as hell. Interesting premise about Sarah Winchester and the Winchester house. All caps, boring as fucking hell. Uh, so in horror, I had a tweet about this when I saw it. This is a while ago. This is that Winchester movie. I'm sure people know what it is. Um, I, <clears throat> I have a rule in horror. You can be anything. You can be bad. You can be stupid. You can be not good. <laughs> But the one thing you can't be in horror is fucking boring. boring. And you know how to splice that spice that up? Some sex. Uh-oh. Some titties. Okay. Some violence. See, I didn't know that. Some gore. <clears throat> how about... Turns like, a boring film into a fantastic film at the drop of a hat. How about not being fucking Winchester? Because that's what I would say. That too. Um, I don't what even, I didn't like is how it was like semi-recognizable stars. Helen Mirren and fucking Jason Clark. Right, exactly. And I, lo- I love Jason like, Clark. Like, that, that fucking dumbass, like, Truth or Dare movie that's coming out yeah. from fucking Blumhouse. Like, I would appreciate if it had gone that route. Yeah. Yeah, my thing with this Winchester movie, and I don't know if we have to explain it. It's about Sarah Winchester. She takes over the fucking 
Winchester Rifle Company or whatever. And then, uh, but she's building all these rooms in her house and Jason Clark goes to investigate whether she's insane. I, am I, I'm actually doing okay right now. Uh, Jason Clark goes to find out if she's insane so they can take the company away from her and in, in the ensuing insanity. Uh, he finds out that Sarah Winchester is haunted by all the people that have been, their lives have been taken by Winchester rifles. Like I just fell asleep. Stuff. But here's the thing. That's a cool premise, but dude, like the movie isn't that it's fucking Jason Clark, like taking hallucinogens and just like sitting in his room. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, right. It is boring as fuck. And you know what sucks? Light the directors are tight. I think it's the Spirit Brothers. It is the, the Spirit Brothers. From fucking uh, Daybreakers yeah. and Jigsaw. Like, yeah. Jigsaw is not the best movie in the world, but it's not boring as fuck. <laughs> Jigsaw was fantastic compared to the goddamn No question, Winchester. man. And then uh, Daybreakers is incredible. But yeah, it's... Uh, oh, and they're fucking... I love their movie uh, Predestination. Absolutely love that movie. So... I don't know what happened here, but this movie sucks. Do not, like, I never do this. Do not see Winchester. It is boring as fuck. Is this the first ever Ghoul Squad not approved? Yeah, and it sucks because, like, you know, I shouldn't even have to say this, but I'm sure the people involved, you know, thought this was good. I'm sure the Spirit, I like the Spirit Brothers. This movie sucks. Don't see it. And I guess technically I didn't see it. That's true. Because <laughs> I but slept through the Is this the first not approved? I don't know. Didn't you rant about fucking Day of the Dead Bloodline for like six hours on the last but podcast? But you didn't see it. Well, no. I guess technically I didn't see Winchester either. So hey. Hey. that's a fine line. I, I bought a ticket. Yeah. That should count for something. You paid for the fucking movie. I paid for the film. Right. Wait. Exactly. I took a $9 nap. Let's do that. Let's Actually do more because you bought treats. You said you paid for it. I have movie pass. That's true. Movie pass is fucking amazing, Doc. I know. I, I love it. That's that's awesome. I guess that's it. Uh, I would like the idea I drove all the way to El Paso, which uh, I you guess. You watched it in El Paso? No. Oh, I was going to say, you dumb, dumb motherfucker. Okay, this is a separate story. The idea that I can drive all the way to El Paso, spend money on gas, spend money on food, do all this shit, and then But not on a theater ticket. Yeah, and then go see Annihilation for free. That is so odd. I mean, you're paying 10 bucks a month. I know, but I've already seen three movies this month. So it's paid for itself. It's over. Um, Speaking of which, on the next episode, I will review Annihilation. I'm jealous you saw it. Oh, it's... Spoilers. Hey, it's hey, fucking good. Hey, hey, I watched Dread in theaters. Okay. okay. Dread? Like Dread. the Judge Dread movie? Yeah. What about it? Alex Garland fucking wrote that. Oh, sure. But he also wrote a lot of other good stuff. So what I'm getting at is, you know, I've supported him once. Well, you also saw 28 Days and Weeks Later, right? Those are written by Garland. Uh, I thought he only did Days. I thought he also wrote... Oh, fuck it. This is... This, I don't, I don't this think This is he, great radio. Uh, I don't think he wrote Weeks. I did not Could be see, right. I did not see Days in Theater, but I did see Weeks at the drive-in. The band. So fuck you, duh. Okay. So Winchester fucking sucks. Don't see that. Yes. Eric, give me something that you've watched recently. Tragedy Girls. Okay, let's hear it. Uh Waiting for the Blue. Uh it's not like it came around here anywhere. I noticed that the blue you got looks it's like it's a pressed up. It's a pressed di- no, it's not a pressed disc. It That's looks why. shady as hell. It's a it's a BDR is what we call that. It wasn't wrapped. Yeah. It had a fucking Amazon sticker taped to the side of it to keep the disc from opening. When I opened it, the disc fell out of the case. So it's a it's a BDR. Do you what know what is BDR? Is? It's a it's a Blu-ray recordable. So some they whoever's making those is just burning those. So, I I searched the hashtag you know, tragedy girls on Instagram. And I saw some people look like they got like a real copy. No. And then I saw other people who got copies 
like me. Like, did you see the fucking top of yeah, the case? So that, like, it says Blu-ray disc. So those are all over Amazon. They're BDRs. So they're not press discs. Like a press, Is that just like something to a, save money? Yeah. So it's a cheap-ass way. Like, it, me and you can make a BDR right now. I can go get a 1080p version of a movie, put it on a Blu-ray. We need a Blu-ray burner. But other than that, sure. it's a BDR. Um, yeah, it's a way to save money. Like, a lot of Warner Archive stuff was BDRs Correct. at first. I don't think that Leatherface one is a BDR. I think that's a press oh. disc. That's exciting that that came out. I haven't picked it up yet. I do you to plan pick, to? I, I plan to. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait I have for the, the DVD. Burbs. March 20th. Are you getting it? I have it pre-ordered. The Burbs? Yes. Oh, yeah, because it was 14 bucks. Yeah, you told me. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. That new transfer. I'm dancing right now. Dan- you can't see, but I'm Keegan dancing. is dancing right now. I can't it's, wait. It's a horrendous, awful sight. That is true. But. But. What the fuck were we talking about? We were talking about Tragedy Girls. All right, tell me about Tragedy and Girls. I have not seen it. Oh, it's, you will love it when, I'm in. You, I'm when, in. You, when you do see it. Uh, I would like to refer to it as Scream Part 4, Part 2. And what the fuck I mean by that is, you know how like Scream 4 is all centered around social media? Yes. Same idea with uh, Tragedy Girls. These two girls, they want to gain, they want to be internet famous. And they want to. Do I want so, to be famous. And they and they do so by murdering people. And they think that uh, they'll gain notoriety this way. But every time they commit a murder, it ends up looking like an accident. So they don't get the credit that they feel that they deserve. Okay. So at the start of the film, they kidnap a real serial killer. Like he's like a masked killer with like a machete, and they want him to teach them like how to become. Like a successful, like legend? murderer, right? Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, it sounds kind of like um, behind the mask in a way, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, one girl, uh, her, she starts kind of changing uh, her mind if this is something that she wants to pursue, while the other one wants to go even harder at uh, murdering people. So eventually, they knock heads as okay. to uh, how they should. Uh, and they're both Progress. trying to gain notoriety. Right, exactly. Um, and then, you know, there's just a bunch of fun nods. Um, I almost kind of feel like the best slashers now are the slashers, are the slashers that poke fun at yeah. the genre. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want a slasher, as much as I love that, like one of my favorite movies. Like straight yeah. forward, like, we're taking this shit seriously. And this is coming from like Cabin in the Woods is one of my favorite movies of all sure. time. But like... I just, I don't know. I want something serious at some point, and I feel like we that's, haven't. That's a, that's a tremendous thought. Like, yeah. have we gotten that recently? Can we ever get a slasher that's back to basics again? Right, exactly. And I'm hoping we do this Halloween. Right. Okay. I fucking Good hope point. so, Doc. Good point. They said that it's supposed to be scary and shit, so let's hope so. So, Tragedy Girls. So, uh, Tragedy Girls. Uh, so, you love it? You I, hate I, it? I, you fucking want it to I, die? I think it's fantastic. I think you will really like it. Uh, I know I just I know I just said it's like Scream Four Part Two. I love Scream Four, but I also feel like it's very Final Girls ish, which we love. But you know how like Final Girls is like real sweet, yeah, and charming. Tragedy Girls is Final Girls, but mean fucking spirit. I was gonna say, is it fucked up? Like, yeah. Oh hell, I'm in. I'm in. There's a Cannibal Holocaust nod. Awesome in it. So uh, Tragedy Girls is a ton of fun, and I imagine you'll eat it up. Let if me you ask, ever get to it. Well, I'm in. Then I'm definitely gonna watch it. But let me ask you this. Okay. That came out last year. Would that have changed your list had you saw it before your top 10? It it would have made the list. Oh, wow. I think so. Let's yes. let's BS. What would you have taken off? See, I don't remember my fucking list. I don't either. So I can't fucking tell you. 
Did we did we ever talk about the uninvited? The uninvited. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm like that's a I, movie that came out, but in like 2009. I, I'm jumping to my terror tune segment already. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Oh yeah. You're, I, you ruined the surprise. I, I've, I've got an I've got a uh, off the cuff terror tunes plan for this episode. Uh no, the Untamed. Oh okay yeah no. Oh dude, the Untamed was fucking sick. Now I'm not sure if this would have made my list, but man, it would have been a high up honorable mention. It is a Spanish speaking film. Uh, about this uh, young uh, Mexican couple. Okay. Uh, they've got two children, and their relationship just, like, sucks. Um, you know, they don't, like, have sex anymore. The kids just kind of run their lives. And you eventually learn that the husband is fucking the wife's brother. Okay. So, eventually, she finds out that there's this older couple, like, in the forest that has this like alien tentacle monster that will fuck you. And when it fucks you, it's just like the best sex you've ever had. And then shit starts to spiral out of control once she starts fucking the alien tentacle monster. It's so fucking good. Really? I loved the Untamed. I heard Elric talk about it because it has tentacle sex, you know, and he loves that kind of stuff. That's why I watched it was because I saw him like tweet yeah. about it or something like that. We're on a first name basis now. Sorry, Elric Kane yes. from Shockwaves. Uh, right, right. But yeah, there's this one scene where, uh, you know what? I'll leave that up for you guys to watch. Okay. <laughs> the Untamed then. The Untamed is right. fan-fucking-tastic. I'm in It's fan-fucking-tastic. You see what I did there? I did Because it's about people getting fucked. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, give us another one. All right. Uh, so I recently watched. Now, don't yell at me because in the days after seeing the film, I liked it more and more. Let's lay it on me. Doctor Butcher, MD. Doctor Butcher, MD, AKA Zombie Holocaust. Zombie Holocaust. Now, I think that's the only version I've seen. So I watched finally for the first time. Uh, I had seen Zombie Holocaust years ago. I barely remember it. Severin, correct? Put yes. Out the blue. Okay. Severin put out the Great. blue. And why did I watch it? I've actually had this for a little while. Let me stop you now. Let's wind the clocks back a year. Any chance I get to stop you now, I'm going to stop you. I'm in. Okay. Severn Films, they just put out Umberto Lindsay's Eaten Alive. Eaten Alive. Or? There's, I don't think it's an alternate <laughs> title. Though. I don't know. AKA? Eaten Alive. Yes. So, uh, I own this film on DVD, and it made, I guess, not an impression on me at all. Because I pre-ordered the blue. You fucking own it. You I know own what I want? DVD. I want Cannibal Apocalypse on Blu-ray. That movie's Does it have a blue? tight. Giovanni, whatever's in that. Lombardo, Radici, Radacci. Who may come up again. Who may come up again in our, that. in our super secret, super important top five list of all time. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, what the fuck am I talking about? I'm talking about Eaton I have Alive. no idea. Eaten I'm Alive. just Severin. rambling. Severin. I'm just severing fucking films. You're riding along. Okay. Riding along. E-Dog pre-orders from Amazon. Okay. Which is a safe fucking bet. Right? But you meanwhile at the same time hate Amazon for all their packages. Yeah. that's that's It's funny because I have a love-hate relationship with Amazon. I love Amazon yep. as a much love, as the next guy. love-hate relationship with a lot of things now. Yeah. Uh, but yet... I'm out there delivering these fucking heavy ass packages. And you're driving along. You're driving. Here along. comes the meat wagon. Wah. Okay. Um Boy, if you have never listened to us before, you fucking hate us. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Please go, go ahead. So, okay, so Ian Alive came out either last Tuesday or the Tuesday before. Yeah. Real recently. And that slipcover looks fire as fuck. And was it the same? And something else cool came out. 
Mom and Dad, okay. I think, came out, which I want to talk about uh, soon. Yes, with uh, uh, Nick Cage, Selma Blair. And Selma Blair. You know what? In fact, I'm going to write that real quick on my phone so I don't forget. Um, you should have put Mom and Dad. Mom and Dad. Oh, okay. So, Puppin Suds. So, like, you know, like, it's been like 10 plus years since I've seen fucking Eaten Alive. Okay. I just rewatched Cannibal Holocaust. Give E Dog. More cannibal films. Of course. You know, exactly. And it's Lindsay, right? It's Lindsay. Umberto, Umberto Lindsay. Oh, yeah. Is it? Okay. So, Diodato did Holocaust, right? Of course. Is it fair to say Holocaust is the granddaddy of cannibal films? No question. But did Lindsay kind of one-up Diodato by getting more cooler cannibal films in? Well, I mean, if Diodato Eaten Alive also, is cool. Diodato also Furox did Cut and cool. Run and Jungle Diodato Holocaust. Diodato did do Cut and Run, but fuck Cut and Run. What about Jungle Holocaust? And it's been so long that I'm not sure if Jungle Holocaust is cool. All right, let's, let's keep going. Though. Okay, so I pre-ordered that bitch, right? All right. And I'm, and I'm like stoked. I'm like, fuck yeah. He's just we, dancing right we're now. We're going to watch some goddamn Eating Alive, and I can't fucking wait. Is that how you, is that how you used to write songs just now? Uh, what's funny is when I wrote prom night lyrics in my head, there was like a beat. Okay. But then Sean, I'm not sure how that's funny, but, and then, and then Sean would come in and like play a riff and I'd be like, that's not what I had in mind, but let's go with it. Sean Fournier. Hello, Sean. Not listening, but hello, Sean. Hello, Dana, Uh, by the way, not a listener, not a listener. Uh, Ben Sturgill and Marvin Calderon. Ben Preslak though. Oh, Oh, so I got a story about. Marvin Calderon, completely insignificant. No, I wanted to hear the end of the Okay, okay, we'll go back to Severin. Eli. Okay, I don't want to tell the Marvin Calderon story anyways. <laughs> so, so, uh, we, you know, when you pre-order shit from Amazon. Yeah. And, you know, movies come out on Tuesday. Blues Day. Movies come out on Blues Day. How are you trying to hook me up with the little sister that's bigger than the big sister? Um, Duh. <laughs> Tell the story, Doc. <laughs> okay, I'm getting to it, G. All right, G. Okay, so Saturday or Sunday is, you know, I'll get an email, a shipping confirmation from Amazon that says, you know, your package is on the way. So that Saturday and Sunday before the Tuesday Eating Alive came out, I'm like, all right, just refreshing the whole email, waiting to get that confirmation. You can't refresh an email, but go ahead. You know what the fuck I'm talking know, about. Don, you know, tell you, story, you pull it down on the well, fucking Listen, I've never pulled down anything, but go ahead. So, I'm waiting. You're refreshing the email. I'm, I'm, you know, the like my email fucking feed, whatever you want to fucking call it, bitch. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> go ahead. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly I, what you're I'm, talking I'm, about. I'm getting laughed at by Keegan because I'm it's not. It's a fucking Because I'm not God, technically worded. You're not going to leave the podcast again, are you? <laughs> I'm extending the hiatus. Okay. So, come Tuesday, I got no shipping confirmation, and I've got no eating alive in my hands. And that reminds me of a song. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Okay. And this is February, right? So now I get a fucking email from Amazon. The Tuesday it should come out that says, great news. We now have a shipping date. For eating alive, March seventh through the twenty seventh. I'm like, what the fuck? I pre-ordered it. Like, if you go look at my email, so Severin didn't give him the stock. That's what happened. Okay, oh, 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 okay, oh, oh. that makes sense. All right, that makes sense. So I go to Eating Alive's Amazon page, and you're right. It says it's sold by somebody else and ships through yes. Amazon. Yep, but it's in stock. Why can't they send me one of those? And here's the thing I thought. But who'd you order from? Did you order from that person or did you no, order, I from, order Amazon? from Amazon? 
I assume. So then they're not going to send it to you through them. Amazon's waiting for their stock. Okay. So I thought, well, why don't I just cancel? Oh, no, da, no, fucking day, da. Now it's over. It's over. Listen to me, da. And then just and then just order that one, right? Well, you yeah. know how they offer the pre-order price guarantee. Well, oh, yep. Right now it's like twenty-five bucks. I got it at twenty-one. I'm gonna save the four dollars. I would save the four dollars. So That's I'm waiting on. on fucking eating alive by fucking Severin. There you know Lindsay. And you know what? This, this is not the first fucking time I had a problem with fucking Severin because whenever I ordered the Devil's Honey, they were like fucking couldn't get the fucking slip cases, slip covers, slip, yeah. slip covers numbered. You can't shit talk Severin though, Doc. Severin's the shit. I mean. Okay, Severin's tight. I like them. But they're I fucking just, with your shipping. I guess I could have just ordered directly from them because I see people have already gotten But Eric doesn't do that. Eric only uses Amazon. I ordered the devil's honey from them, bit. <laughs> uh, I still need to see devil's honey, duh. So that was a long... How did we get there? I don't know how the fuck... How did we get here in my kitchen tonight? Oh, Dr. Butcher MD. Dr. Butcher MD, yes. All right. Go ahead. So let's, Dr. Talk, Butcher, let's talk zombie holocaust. Dr. Butcher MD, a.k.a. Zombie Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> Zombie Holocaust, of course. Cannibal Apocalypse. Uh, I wish. That's Jungle, a great movie. Jungle Holocaust. So, Dr. Butcher MD. Uh, okay, when I hit. Okay, so I watched this film. It's an hour and 22 minutes, which I loved. It's extremely short. Uh, okay, here's my notes fun exploitation, trash, a lot of nudity. And that's what. Those are my notes for Dr. Butcher MD. Do you need anything else, Doc? So, I'm with you, Doc, because when I first watched this movie, now, it's not really. There's really no point to explain what this movie's about. It's like, uh, who cares? Scientists, blah, blah, blah. Uh, doctors go to some island. There's pseudo-zombies, pseudo-cannibalism going on. They end up all dying, kind of. I, I see. It's been so long since I've seen it. Are the cannibals dying and coming back as zombies? Is that No, no. There's like, and that's what's weird or they're about they're also it. like making the zombies and cannibals just that, happen to be on this That's what's island. weird about it. There's like, exactly. There's like regular, normal cannibals. Right. Like Human cannibals. Tri- tribes. Correct. And then there's like zombies that come out of the ground and shit. So I don't know what's going on but in this movie. But how terrific is the fucking motorboat scene? It was awesome. So good. But it comes so quickly. That was the weird part about this movie is like I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then it'd be like gore scene and then more waiting and just kind of bad movie in a way. But a couple days later, I thought about it. It's pretty good. And it's got the motherfucker from Fulci Zombie. It does. So I like. I ended up liking it. But it's kind of... I remember you were real down on it. Like, you texted me right after you watched it. And you I like, was. Bleh. I think you convinced me when you said, like, duh, it's, like, just trash or whatever. And I and I ended up with fun exploitation trash. So, Dr. Butcher MD, I'm not going to tell people to buy that Blu-ray because it's probably, like, 20 bucks. But it is tight. If you're interested in Zombie Holocaust, uh, obviously buy it. I watched Dr. Butcher MD version. It has, like, additional scenes at the beginning and some weird shit, but... I don't know. I don't have a lot more to is say. Doctor Butcher, MD, longer than Zombie Holocaust? I think by two minutes. Well, two minutes is too long. But there's uh, there's new footage by I can't even remember his name. Roy Frumkeys, maybe. I don't know. All I'm getting at is you. We always want the shorter version of a film, unless it's cut, unless it's like titties okay. or gore missing. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, actually, we always not want always. the shorter version of a film. I mean, let me tell you this. Okay, my Doctor Butcher, MD copy from severin came with a barf bag nice and it's it's a custom barf and, bag and keegan looked at himself in the mirror and he used the barf bag and i fucking used it da <laughs> no uh it's custom it has it printed on it dr butcher md like barf in here if you feel oh, sick so like, like they made it on the barf bag 
Yeah, it's fucking sick. That's awesome. So it's in my uh, Blu-ray case, and it's cool. I watched some of the special features on it. They were boring as fuck because a lot of those people are old as fuck and just made a stupid movie. So that's Dr. Butcher MD. I, I would recommend it if you like Italian trash. but Who doesn't? Right. But uh, it is not, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like the beyond. It's not like, you know, obviously Fulci Zombie. It's not like... It's not like Demons. Demons is one of my favorite Italian films. Like it's it's none like in it's terms trash. Of sleazy trash. Is it the New York Ripper? No, nowhere of near it. Of course not. Zero. Nothing is. That was nowhere a trick question. Great movie. You passed it. One of my favorite fucking scenes in movies is that bum in New York looking through the trash and like that dog brings him a hand. Mm-hmm. And it zooms Started in on the, the film. It zooms in on the hand, and then it just turns into the fucking music. You know what's fire? What's fired up is the opening track in Cannibal Ferox. Oh fuck yeah! It's just that fucking dancey ass disco beat. Yes, that sounded nothing like it. But we tried. We tried here at Cool Squad Podcast. Funky ass fucking baseline in that fucking shit. So that was Dr. Butcher MD. What do you have, Eric Hoff? Oh, this one was a real fucking treat. Okay, I'm in. Uh, Dead Shack. All right. This is currently a Shudder exclusive. Bum, 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 bum. Now it's time for Eric's Hoff streaming update. Shudder. What was the quality like? Uh, nothing has changed. Few stutters here and there. Got it. I guess what helped is I really enjoyed this fucking film. Nice. Um, when I checked the release date, I guess it did, you know, festivals last year. Yeah. And I don't know if this is like technically on Shudder, it's like finally mass availability. Right. I think that's what it is. Yeah. So I'm considering it a 2018 release. And thanks to Shamesaw. He gave me the suggestion. Shout out. Shout out. He gave me the suggestion of whenever he watches a new horror film in a new year, he starts keeping a list. Yeah. So by the end of the year, he's got a fucking list. So E-Dog's doing that too. And I've got Dead Shack at the top. Wow. Because that's how much. Granted, it's fucking March. It is fucking March. And there's there's several films I haven't watched yet. I've, I put fucking Hellraiser Judgment in the Netflix queue. There's still The Ritual. Strangers is next week. I do want to see The Ritual. I hear it's great. David Bruckner. David Bruckner. Okay. Um, so, Dead Shack. Yes, Dead Shack. Tell me about it now. It's fucking hilarious. It's fucking gory. And it's like 80 minutes. Uh, it's about these three kids uh, who are going to go stay in a cabin with their father and the father's girlfriend. And their neighbor to the cabin that they're staying in, uh, if there's an explanation, I missed it. Um, her family is all zombies. And she okay. and she lures people uh, back to her house so her zombie family can eat them. Now, here's what was so fantastic about the Dead Shack. The character of the father was so fucking good. He's portrayed as more immature as the kids, and he was fucking killing me. I sat in my front room, watched Dead Shack alone, and I was clapping Wow! at the bits that the father had. You didn't snooze? I did not snooze. How many sittings did it take for you to watch Dead Two? Shack? Two? I knew it, it motherfucker! It, it did take me 80 two. minutes. It took you two. It took me what? Well, Hey, I did Blade Runner 2049 in three. Three. But I could have done it in two. My mom called me for dinner. And I know we're a horror podcast. 
Uh, tell me how much you liked it. I fucking loved. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Bro. I fucking loved Blade Runner. Absolutely. 2049. Like, how are people so creative? How are people so talented? Yeah. To create something like that. Roger Deakins, man. Like, his lighting and shit, it's fucking absurd. I, I mean, I mean everything. The writing, the acting, the directing. And the, then Denny, Denny Villeneuve. The fucking I know you set like, design, the fucking yeah. the props. I mean, every, everything that went into that film. <laughs> and, then, like, and then nobody like saw everybody it. brought their fucking yep. A-game. Now, the only problem is, when am I going to watch that movie again? No, I agree. It's I, spent, but, you know, there are some films that can be really fucking long, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to watch no, that I, again. The Shining. Yeah, for sure. And all of Kubrick's films, honestly. But I, I kind of feel like that sucks that we have to do that because I thought the same thing. I thought, man, I love Blade Runner 2049. Didn't you get the still? I have the steelbook, the 4K steelbook. But here's the thing. I'm with you. Like, man, it's not rewatchable because it's so long. Right. But, like, we have that in cinema. Like, it's – like, I'm not saying this is as good as Kubrick, but – it's like a Kubrick film. It's artsy. It's fucking huge. It's epic. It's fucking two hours and 42 minutes long. It's so good, though. But we have it. So, like, in three years, maybe I'll revisit it. Um, you know what was exciting was, like, I haven't seen the first one. I didn't know anything. I can't believe you are able to watch it without seeing the first one. That's crazy. Well, according to you, the, the, the original one is all atmosphere. Well, yeah, so it's like, but. What story was I missing? You're not missing story, but you're missing, like, I'm not sure, like, establishing stuff. Like, sort of understanding at least what's happening in the world right but at the same time yeah it, i mean the first film was mostly atmosphere it's all about the smoky streets and the rain with the fucking neon. oh and that's another thing i loved i love how like la is just portrayed as like so fucking grimy filthy that's right exactly watch the original blade runner now. um well what i was just well i think another positive thing to all say about these 2049 is like moments i didn't, I didn't need the original yeah. Like right away, it, it caught me with this fucking intriguing ass mystery. Yeah. And I was along for the fucking ride. Yeah. There was parts where I was kind of like, I'm not sure I understand this. Maybe that was just my attention being like, fuck, we watched 80 minutes of this straight. We need a break. Isn't it weird that, uh, now this is not horror, but Denny Villeneuve, the director, took that franchise and away essentially from Ridley Scott and made a better movie than Ridley Scott's made in the last 10 years. I mean, think about it. Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott almost directed this, but wanted to go do alien covenant and stuff. So, and he had other stuff he was doing all the money in the world. So he said, I'm going to find a good director, Denny Villeneuve. And he went and did it. And because Denny went and did it, um, became the most amazing thing. ever. Well, but he also asked Roger Deakins to do it. Cause Roger Deakins works with De- Denny. They're, they're like buddies or whatever. Okay. And so through that, just, we got this fucking absurd, good movie and it's weird to think like ridley scott could have just directed it and it probably would have been good but not that fucking good right like it wouldn't be as serious it wouldn't have taken everything so fucking seriously anyways that's blade runner 2049 uh great film dead shack i want to see dead shack please if you guys have shutter uh watch it i can't believe you're giving me such good bangers right now though yeah all right well i got another one i've only got two more good to know i've got another one uh that we've already talked so i just want to I rewatched a film called Victor Crowley. Hey, me too. So let's talk about it. Let's talk Victor uh, Crowley. Eric and I saw it on the Dismembering America tour in October, yeah. and we were super high on it. Uh, but we saw it in theater. We saw it with. Uh, I'm at, afraid of what you're going to say. No, no, I've got something I'm scared. To I'm say. getting. I'm getting to it. Okay. We saw it with Adam Green in attendance. We love Adam Green, so we we're on this high. We loved the film. Now. I'm just I'm not I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm setting the scene I'm, for I'm tagging along. Here we are now in, in whatever I think I watched I rewatched it in February. 
what do we think now? And I can go first if you're, if you, if you're nervous. Go ahead. Um, here's what I wrote for my notes for Victor Crowley. Still awesome. Still a lot of fun. But, yeah, it, it seems show a lot more. Uh, he shot it in 11 days. You can tell. I didn't know that. Damn. It's, it's but I'm, I, I loved it. I loved rewatching it. But, I mean, I'm not crazy. Like, it's not a perfect movie in any way. But I would say before they get to, so people have seen the film now, so we can talk about the plot. Before they get to the plane, um, and the stuff that takes place outside the plane, I think is actually amazing. Like uh, when the two people go out to the shack, the filmmaker and then her boyfriend or whatever, and then Victor Crowley runs towards them and the lights coming on and off. Um, tackles them all All hard. that shit's great. Like yeah. the kills are a little sloppier than usual with these films, but I'm assuming it's because of the um, they didn't have as much time. But uh, they're still all really good. And they're still a lot of fun. And it's super mean-spirited. Like Felissa Rose. Could, yes, her outcome uh, is awesome. Yes. It's a blast. And I love how mean-spirited a lot of the film is. But yeah, I'm with you probably what you're about to say. Go ahead. Uh-oh. You I like it. I like it. I really do. Well, but... He likes it, Mikey. It, it didn't... Uh, it didn't... And you know, normally I like films more a second time when I, I like to how, watch them at home alone. I, I like how short it was. No, I agree. It's literally... It hits the fucking credits mark at like 73 minutes. Yeah. Not, not exaggerating. I don't know. It didn't... Uh, I think it was just like going with you and like... Getting to meet Adam, like it kind of like added to my experience that when I finally got to watch it at home alone, I was like, this is well, cool. I understand you're talking about the event part, but you also have to remember like this is the return of a character we love, Victor sure. Crowley. This is the return of Adam Green doing it. So like it's not just we were excited for the event, but like the idea that cause cause before this, like Victor Crowley was never gonna be on screen again. Right. So the idea of getting him back, getting Gore back, and this being like a big slasher film, and then it being so different than the other three films, and it being like an Adam Green personal story, really about divorce and all types of really bad shit. Sure. Uh all that still stands for me. I think that's awesome. And the fact that we have Victor Crowley back and he's sure. gonna make more sequels, hopefully. Hopefully. So support the film, buy it. I like it. But I'm with you. It, it's it show it has seams. It has a lot of seams. Uh, we said this already. Uh, don't watch it on Netflix because that's going to be a cut edited yeah. version. Yeah. So I'm still saying everybody go buy it, please. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. No, Eric. Eric is shitting on. That's okay. As I normally do. I'm kidding now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And like that bummed me out. Like after watching it, like not having the same high that uh, it had originally given me. And I really would like to revisit two and three now because I rewatched one for our horror. Comedies. See, I rewatched uh, all three before it, and they're they're actually two. I don't think is that good, but one and three. I are used amazing. to say two was my favorite of the trilogy. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to. I, a... I actually like to get you more backstory. On, no, backstory is fine. Victor and the fucking curse. Two and... has the most standing around in the woods out of all the films, so there's oh. almost no like. Uh, propulsion to the story. They just stand around a lot in the woods and talk. Uh, you know, you're my grandpa and the whole fucking thing. Is uh, we get Jason versus Jason. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. I'm with you. I feel like two has the most cameos. Probably. Is that fair to say? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So Victor Crowley. Uh, I still really like it, but I I do agree. Um, let me say this. I watched it alone, as I always do. As well as that. Uh, in the middle of the afternoon, and you know what? Uh, I was what laughing. If- I was laughing at fucking what's his name? I don't sign those. I was laughing at uh what's the guy's name? The fucking uh Doofy. Dylan. Dylan. I was laughing hard as fuck. There's a there's a thing later in the movie where he's like, 
We're on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. I was crying. Like those that 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 is my kind of humor. That is very funny. Um, this is Captain. No, this is General <laughs> Dylan. He keeps thinking of, of his, the USS. If his rank is more higher, that yeah. someone will finally respond to him on the radio. Yeah, so no, that's funny. Victor Crowley still really like it. Let's move still on like it. That. Yes. Yes. What do you got now, Doc? Uh, Mom and Dad. Okay, let's hear it. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so this is from one of the dudes who did the Crank films. I believe his name is Brian Taylor. Is this Brian Taylor or Neville Dean? I believe it's Brian Taylor. Got it. And it's that same style. Of, of the Neville Dean Taylor duo. And it's that same style of action and violence that the Crank films are. Do they are. have cameras on skates? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, but, okay. But, but I feel like it's <laughs> it's very kinetic. It's sure. very uh, frantic. Sure. That's uh, funny that Nick Cage went and made a movie with him because they directed Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Right. Yeah. So that's didn't weird. They, didn't they do both Ghost Rider films? No, no. Hmm? The first one's like they tried to make a real movie, which is right. a dumb way to make Ghost Rider. But yeah. Right. Uh, so if there's an explanation, E-Dog missed it. And I've already said that once about a film during this podcast. Uh how many sittings did this film take? I did it in one. Wow. And I, and I think that kind of says something to the film. I think it says something about you. Uh, <laughs> I think it says something about your mama. So Okay, well, I'm not sure she'll appreciate that. but So, uh, <laughs> Go ahead, parents want to kill their children. Parents don't want to kill all children. They only want to kill their children. Which is something you can relate to. Uh, I don't have kids, but I if probably would. Right, exactly. <laughs> Nick Cage is so fucking perfect in this role. Because he's unhinged. Yeah, and that's exactly what he gets to be uh, in this role. Uh, eventually, uh, Nick Cage and Selma Blair's two kids, they're at home stuck with uh, their parents, and they have to try to uh, fight them off. Okay. And it's, it's a lot of humor is what it is, um, especially um, – with scenes like this, there's a part where a lady gives birth, and as soon as she sees her child, she wants to fucking murder. Really? Okay. I won't, wow. I won't say what happens, but yeah, with, with a with a with a with a movie that has a a scene like that, definitely a lot of fucking uh, humor in it. Yeah, with the with the ch- uh, children in peril premise, uh, I am interested in. It. I do want to see it. I don't know. I just have this weird thing about like when these Nick Cage movies come out. Like everybody watch, like everyone fucking everybody watches them, and it's weird. But I do want to see this one. I mean, don't people like Nick Cage? They do, but it's like... Is it like, are they hoping for him to do bad? Yeah, it's like the Nick cage but the other way, like not good. And I and I like Nick Cage personally. I'm just I saying... I like Nick Cage personally as well. But it's like, oh, like let's watch him yell about bees again. Uh, there's this fantastic moment. And that's not why I watch movies. In Mom and Dad, where he destroys a pool table he's trying to make with a sledgehammer. And I feel like if there's a list of scenes in which characters destroy objects. And I guess the only other one I have in mind is Vince Vaughn be destroying the car in uh, Brawl, Brawl and Cell Block 99. 99. Man, this pool table destroying scene would be high on the list. It's it, Mom and Dad is fucking tons of fun. So is it mean-spirited? It's Oh, it's crazy mean-spirited. Yeah, fuck yeah. So uh, I, this is so inside baseball, but on Shockwaves, uh, I think... Elric loved it, and then uh, Ryan Turek hated it, which is really weird because Elric uh, likes art film, right. but then this thing is apparently fucking nuts. Yeah, and Ryan didn't like it. It's great, dude. If I, you know I who the fuck we're it. talking about, I just think that's an interesting thing. 
Uh, I want to see it, man. I'm it in. Is, it is tons of fun. I'm going to have to make a list of all the shit you're talking about. Tons of fun. Since we don't talk in real life anymore. Right, exactly. I, got, I, only got, I only got one thing left. All right, well, let's do something together. Okay. It is now time to talk about Shape of Water. Shape of Water. So we don't have to go on about it. Wow. Because I'm also going to talk it with Ben on the next episode. We, The three of us saw it together. We did. We saw it together. And I was shocked you didn't fall asleep. Especially because we watched it in a theater with those fancy-ass recliners. Luxury recliners. What the fuck am I saying? You're on drugs. Luxury recliners. Keegan's on drugs. I'm all fucked up. (laughs) So, Shape of Water. uh, I guess we won't spend a lot of time on this one because it's kind of... Everybody knows. Everybody's seen it. But it's fucking awesome, man. It's so good. I I loved it, and I feel like it might be my favorite Del Toro that I've seen. That's fair. I haven't seen a lot of his, uh, like, Kronos or Devil's Backbone, which I need to see. Uh, but I have seen, like, of course, Crimson Peak, uh, Pacific Rim. Boy, am I excited for the new one. Me too. Not Del Toro. Um, but, like, I felt like this was his first, at least in a long time, complete film. Like, those other films, like, left something to be desired. Like, it was almost like he was just doing it just to do it in certain ways. I really like Crimson Peak. I like Crimson Peak as well. Uh, but I feel like that film is missing like, I love it's gothic romance, gothic horror, right. but it's almost like, oh, there's a ghost, but not really. And, like, I love right. the ending stuff of Jessica Chastain. Being, She's all unhinged. I love that. Trust me. But, I don't know. It feels like it's missing something in a way. Um, it didn't feel complete to me. And I felt like Shape of Water was like, holy shit, no wonder he's going to get, like, best director, which we hope he does. Uh it's fucking or I is Jordan Peele up? I'd rather Jordan Peele win yes, best director. But the, did you see that fucking article that's been? Making yeah, that the old about, people with the Oscars. Yeah, uh, I mean, welcome to the Oscars. It's yeah. Sunday. I know. I'm gonna watch them. I can't wait. I love the Oscars. Uh, so yeah, Shape Water, fucking amazing. Where do we start? How about it's a monster fucking movie? Yes. I was going to start with Michael Shannon, who is a monster in the film. Yes. Uh, he, He's uh, the real monster. I love how fucked up it is like with his fingers or whatever. And how it keeps getting worse and worse. What the fuck is going on there? Yeah, it's yeah. nasty. So I love that. And there's a part where one character comments on how bad his finger smells. His finger gets bit off. Yes. They sew it back on, but yes. his body is not taking to it. That's right. Uh, which I think is like a metaphor for uh, his character. But uh, Richard Jenkins is in it, right? Gosh, he's so good. And he's so good in fucking... He elevates every movie he's in. But you know what I loved about fucking everything about The Shape of Water? It was all the musical shit. Yes, yeah. There, there's there's moments where they dance together. Yeah. Richard Jenkins and Sally Hawkins' character, whether it's in their hallway or just sitting next to each other uh, on the couch. And gosh, I hope this isn't a spoiler, but there's a moment where she's imagining her and the creature are dancing. Yes, yes. And it's this big musical number. And I remember I told you, dude, I could have watched that for an hour. And then I realized, I wish the whole film was a musical. Was a musical. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of like uh, odes to like classic Hollywood and classic, a um, lot, of, lot of Hollywood. Like, yeah, uh, just tribute. like that scene where when she finds the creature in the theater. Yeah. And he's just like staring that at was the screen. Awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Like it's a celebration of cinema in a way, but through like a monster romance story. So that's fucking awesome. It's so fucking cool. Yeah. It's definitely not a horror film, but no. it's definitely a monster film. A monster film. film. So it's certainly yeah. genre. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if we should spoil the big thing in the movie, but I like that as well. I thought that was awesome. The big thing you're referring to is dick. Yes. Uh I love that. I love all of that. So mm. um but I guess we shouldn't spoil the things. But I, I loved it. Love I love it. it too. And it comes out in what two weeks? Yep. No so steelbook, unfortunately. So excited to revisit. 
Shape of Water is fucking awesome. We will also talk it with Ben. So uh, look forward to that. Let's hope uh, Ben has a different uh, opinion. Let me do... Otherwise, you're just going to hear more gushing about the Shape of Water. I'm going to do... Fuck, da. I got to save stuff for Ben's podcast, which I am recording tomorrow, hopefully. So shout out to myself tomorrow. You may do two podcasts. Pods in two fucking days. Oh, that sounds I'm miserable. waiting for you assholes and my asshole to line up. I don't want to think about Keegan's asshole. And our assholes never lined up, da. Uh, oh, fuck. Okay, so what should we do here? Because I have Child's Play stuff, but I could wait. But I have all of them. Wait. Okay, wait. Let's do this. So I recently rewatched. I'm going to talk this with you because you love it. And then we'll get your last film. Cool. That is Matinee. Great. So I rewatched Matinee. Revisited as well. The Arrow UK Blu-ray. And uh, it's so fucking good. It's yeah. so fucking good. It's so amazing. It's fucking like John Goodman's talking about how like people people go in and they're they're afraid the whole time and they see through this box this horror but then they come out and they realize everything's okay and this whole thing like it's all it's a celebration like if shape of water is a celebration of cinema matinee is a celebration of like my cinema like that he's he's genre films genre films and he's talking about like just them so lovingly but they're like dumb big ant films that like kill people and stuff Matt. And we love that stuff. Like, obviously, our version of that is, like, big giant monsters or just genre in general. Like, monsters. Like, zombies or people killing people. Um, but Matinee is so fucking good. So, it's Joe Dante. Uh, if you don't know, I'll just do it quick. Joe Dante's film where uh, it takes place during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And uh, the, the, the whole this whole uh, Key West, Florida, is on edge because they have a military base. And they're worried that the Cuban Missile Crisis is going to finally... Uh, blow up literally and they're all there's gonna be like nuclear war and stuff so it's all about like duck and cover and shit like that like the kids duck and cover in school and uh it culminates in this screening of a film by uh what's his name uh john goodman and he plays basically a william castle type Correct. Uh, like Roger Corman type character where he always has a gimmick to go along with his films and he calls it his new process which I right. love and uh, he's also like a Hitchcock in a way like there's jokes about that but anyways it culminates in the screening of his new film called Mant which is a man ant if it was a man it's like and it was merged he, with an ant he would be Mant he's taking advantage of the fact that there's this fear of yeah, like exactly, radioactivity yeah. And so that's why he wants his new film to play in right. Key West. And you, the man becomes Mant because of radioactivity. So it's like this fear of nuclear right. and fear of the whole thing. And uh, But the film is just a celebration of cinema. It, it culminates in, in a movie theater and the whole uh, – well, I don't want to spoil what happens. But there's also a vault uh, below the movie theater where um, people might hide because they think the world is ending. And it's about that too. So, and it's about, and the main characters are kids and it's about them just trying to like get along and get by and it's Date so girls. fucking good. Date girls, but also like the the main character's dad is overseas, like because he's in the military. So he's right. like, his dad is absent, like, uh, but his mom's cool. And yeah, fucking matinee, fucking amazing. The matinee, uh, the arrow Blu-ray that I watched, uh, the print looked okay. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember if they did a new scan for shout factories, right? But uh, it looked good. It didn't look amazing. Uh, I guess it was an old... It's it's just an old uh, HD transfer. Um, so in this case, the Arrow Blu-ray did not look amazing. But it looked good enough. It looked good. And I guess that's it. Uh, Matinee, that's... Oh, I watched all the special features on it. And Arrow did a great job. They blew it out with a bunch of Joe Dante interviews. And, of course, the full film, 
Mant is on yeah, there as well. Because they actually shot those scenes yeah. for... And he uh, shot the them in black and white. Right. Uh, with black and white, like, film stock. Dude, Matinee. Uh, uh, if you haven't seen Matinee, please go watch it. I absolutely love it. It's it's near the Burbs quality. And uh, that is saying a lot. A film we've talked a hundred times about on this pod. Uh, I just rewatched uh Burying the X. Oh, cool. Which is also a Joe Dante film in Fuck, it's another good one. So good, and let's just drop this here. Alexandra Daddario. Yes. Having said that, I was talking matinee. I love it. Eric, what's your last film? Oh, gosh. Your last film ever. I'm so excited about this film. It's a film I've seen a hundred goddamn times, and I hope to watch it another hundred goddamn times. And I am talking about Basket Case. Frank Henenlotter's... Frank Henenlotter's... Dare I say, masterpiece? masterpiece? <laughs> I uh, this film just dropped uh, from, from Arrow. From Arrow, the blue. Um, now I'm surprised you bought it. Let me tell you why. It's ha- what the fuck? I'm, listen, okay. You you fucking act like your DVDs are good enough, and then you go out and buy Basket Case re-release. I was surprised you bought it. I gotta say, I already have that now, but I have it on DVD, and that's good enough. Um, I feel like I upgrade. My I agree all the time. So I well, think that's a weird. I I just I bought Eaten Alive. Okay, duh. You bought Eaten Alive. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but that's different. That's you know. How's that different? Well, for one, I, just I heard it. he did a lot of coke. I bought. I just rebought Night. Yeah, but that's oh, different. God. <laughs> God, let's let's talk Night real quick. All right, now let's talk let's Night. Talk Criterion that, that release. Night Criterion. Gosh, dude. How good does it look, Doc? It's fucking beautiful. Uh, I've said this before. The night, the original Night of the Living Dead, is my favorite horror film ever. Uh, period. As corny as this fucking sounds, I almost felt like I was watching it for the first time. That's awesome, Doc. Just I like, love it. Just knowing that this is the definitive Transfer. version yeah. of the film, knowing that Romero helped supervise yep. uh, this print of the film. God, dude, I just, it, it just evokes so much nostalgia yeah. from me. And it's also just a fucking incredible movie, dude. It's, it's insane like, how good Every, every time we talk is. it, we, we kind of say the same thing. But, like, every time I watch it, I get, I'm like, oh, it's black and white. It's four by three aspect ratio. So I'm not going to like it. And then minutes in, it's just fucking amazing. It's, every it's single so time. Every good. single time. And you know what scene uh, really fucking hit me? was when uh, Ben is trying to talk to Barbara and he's telling her what led, to get you, Barbara. what led him to the farmhouse. Yeah. And like, it's almost like fucking like heart-wrenching. Yeah. Like what he's saying, like Dwayne Jones just fucking kills yeah. that fucking role. I All mean, those people do too. That's yeah. what's weird. Like everybody in it's good, but he is fucking amazing. Yeah. Goals uh, you back off. So fucking insane. Um, You know what? The, the change I appreciate the most in the remake. That they made her not catatonic. And not not only do they not make her catatonic, they make her a fucking badass. Yeah, I like that too a um, lot. I feel like when we're talking badass female heroes, yeah. we talk Ripley, we talk uh, Sarah Connor. Yep. I think we need to add Barbara from the Night of the Living Dead remake yeah. to that fucking list of badass female heroes. And last time you said that, I said, I just think it was because the film was inaccessible. Like, that movie wasn't really... In fact, it's still not on a U.S. blue except for Twilight Time. Oh. 
So like, I, I thought you meant like connecting. No, with no, no. That, you, I see just what being you, able to watch the fucking yeah, film. Like it's, it's kind of a harder film to see. And uh, even the blue I have of it, which is, I was going to say why I haven't bought the new criterion. I know it's the definitive version. I'm going to buy it, but I just rewatched it. Cause I got the umbrella entertainment, uh, Australian blue oh. of 1990. And it came with, I got the limited edition. And it came with a blu-ray of the original film and it looks good, but it's not the criterion release, obviously. Um, and then just like the artwork, uh, is amazing. Yeah. Like, like the cover artwork. Yeah. It's and, classic. And then when you like, open it um like it just feels fucking good in my hands yeah i'm with it's, you Doug. it's just that fucking um amazing so let me go back to basket case all right let's wind the clocks back 15 minutes uh, i you know i'm pretty sure if i ever had to do a top 10 favorite horror films of all time belial would make it basket case is on there and i love how hen and lawyer just captures new york in such a disgusting grimy way 42nd street type Exactly, yeah. like like that part when the dude steals his basket in the grindhouse, and he goes and he puts it on the floor. My thought is like, oh, I'm not picking that thing back up. Yes, you of know? course, yeah. Uh, it's just so uh, uh, nasty. The film itself is just such a treat. There was a part of me that used to think part two was my favorite of the trilogy, but having just rewatched part one, I'm not sure if I still feel that way. Have you seen the sequels? Not the sequels, not yet. I'm going to. I have them on Blu-ray. I have the trilogy from, fuck, the UK maybe? No, I implore you. I will. Please, watch too. I will. I almost pulled them out the other day, but I watched Dr. Butcher MD instead. Uh, what's bad about part three is... The Progeny? I, the Progeny. And I'm not too sure what film did this first, but I'm going to call it the Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. For lack oh, of a term, it repeats curse. parts of the film? It takes, uh. right, it takes footage from the first two to fill up the runtime. But the new stuff that is in there... Yeah. Uh, is great. Um, so I'm not a special features guy at all. Which is sad. I buy the disc, I watch the film, never watch it again. But I was so excited with what they had included uh, with this new Arrow release. Yeah. Um, How did it look? That's all I care about. The film? Didn't they do a 4K or 2K yeah. restoration yeah. shit? That's awesome. Uh, you know my, me, though. That's all I care about. Uh, I, uh, what's what's I forget what the acronym stands for. Uh, M-O-M-A, like Museum of Modern Art. Yeah. Like, the same people who like did night did yeah. uh, basket case. That's awesome. Uh, hopefully that is. I want these statement. films that are that are obscure like basket case uh, to get scanned in as high as quality possible because like pretty soon like you know it could be tomorrow people stop buying horror Blu-rays for instance. So I want them all to get scanned in. I want them all in fucking HD. Um, so I'm happy every time this happens. Uh, I do have a comment to make, but I'm going to wait for the next episode to talk about my viewing of a film I love, but it looked terrible. Can you guess? Who put it out? It looked terrible. It's a Blu-ray. Vestron Video. Oh. And it was Slaughter High, but I'm going to talk that with Ben. Uh, but uh, it looked fucking terrible. So that's sad. But tell me more about Basket Case. Okay, yeah. You're so, looking at the special features. So special features, uh, I was so excited at what they had included, I thought. Those special features I'm going to watch. And, and then I, Easy fell asleep. How many sittings did it take to get through Basket Case? Uh, two. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Is it 83 minutes? I know. Yes. <laughs> um, we have to ask every film now. We should ask everyone. How long it took me to yeah. make it through. Um, so. We should do like a scale, like three sittings, two sittings, scale, one sitting. Right. To determine how good the film was. <laughs> um, the, the special features that are included are really fun. Uh, for example, there's one with Hen and Lauder, but it's not Hen and Lauder. 
uh, it's just this uh, younger dude who's completely naked. And Hennenlotter is off screen asking this guy questions as if he's oh my god Hennenlotter. Yeah. And he keeps giving incorrect information. And then Hennenlotter off screen is giving the correct information. Yeah. Uh, there is a interview with uh, the star of Basket uh, Case, uh, Kevin Van Hinterick. Um, but one of my favorite things that they did was it's called Basket Case Three and a Half. Okay, I'm in. And the Lyle's back. And and what it is is Kevin Van Hinterick reprises his role as Dwayne Bradley. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's 64 years old now. Uh, Frank Hennenlotter plays himself, and you learn that uh, Dwayne has offered them to be interviewed. So uh, Hennenlotter goes to interview Dwayne. And he tells them what's been going on since the events of part three. Okay. And Belial maybe or maybe not shows up. Okay. And it was like such a cool fucking treat. And I don't know if they did that for the blue. Arrow. Yeah. Uh, or the, if they just applied it like, cause they did it for something else. The, the copyright is 2017. So it is something new, new, but I thought, wow, like if more special features were like this, Edog would watch more special features. For those that don't know, Belial is a... He's the monster in Basket Case. He's cut off the side of a man and then put in a basket and... And everybody asks. What's in the basket? What's in the basket? And it's Belial. My My brother! My little Belial. Um, God, I love that movie so, so much. uh, Basket Case means a lot to Edog. I need need to rewatch it. Uh, I loved it when I saw it, so I... But I, I need to see the sequels as well. Uh... I'm not excited about the progeny after you told me that. Okay, I know, I, I know, I kind of just knocked the progeny. Yeah, but the climax is so batshit crazy. I think it'll make up for it. I want to make a climax joke, but I'm gonna skip that one. It is nuts. So that's oh, all I you, bet it is nuts, Doc. So that's all you dogs got about what uh, I fuck I've been watching in the fucking month and a half. Hiatus, easy returns. Uh, and you know what? I can't wait to return to hiatus. Well. Uh, where do we go from Is it technically there? A, hi- a hiatus if I came out and did it? That if I you, broke You it? came out of the what? The closet? No, I didn't say that. Come on, man. You, you, you're always in the gutter, Eric. That's I'm kidding. Fine. Of course that I was makes, saying that. That makes sense. So, uh, I'm, I, I really want to check out that Blu-ray. Let me ask Beautiful. you this. Beautiful. Do we want to mention these words before we get to all our stuff at the end? The words are the Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, if you want. No, uh, did you want to say anything? Because I'm going to talk it with Ben. I, I can tell you I didn't like it. Okay, there you go. And that's it for the podcast, I, everybody. I did watch Shin Godzilla. Dude, I want to see it so bad. Uh, and that took the bad taste out of my mouth that the Cloverfield Paradox put in. Yeah. Uh, it's a little slow. It's a little talky. Uh, but Are there good Godzilla moments? There's fantastic Godzilla I moments. Can't, I, I need to see it. There's a moment where I yelled, oh, shit. I, I I actually picked it up at uh, FYE in El Paso when I was there to see Annihilation. And I was like, God, I need to get this. It was f- fucking still $25. Yikes. So uh, how, do you own it? I don't. I got a copy from Netflix. Okay, fuck. Uh, the Blu-ray? The blue. Damn. I and, need to see it, Doc. And then just the way it concludes, it's so very like, what the fuck? Like, I, wanna, I loved it. I want to watch that new Godzilla anime on Netflix, Netflix where it's like in space and shit. Right, like, right. That looks fucking awesome. Uh, I started that because I was so hyped on shit and Godzilla, but then I didn't finish it. I want to watch both, dude. I want to get into the, the Zillaverse. I'm 100% with you. I love that they like recently put out the slate yeah. of like what the giant monster films are going to be uh, coming from Warner Brothers. Yeah. So... uh. 
where the fuck are we here? Oh, we, we were talking Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I liked it, but I clearly see its issues, and I'm going to talk it with Ben on the next episode. But Eric did not like it at all. Yes. Thank you for leaving me out of uh, discussions <laughs> of the Cloverfield Paradox. Okay. So what would you like to do now? Would you like to do our incredible top five or a abbreviated version of Eric Coffin's Territudes. Eric Coffin's Territudes. E-Dog's, E-Dog's got a Coffin's very, Territudes. very brief Eric Coffin's uh, Territudes. You know, I want to spread the word. An abbreviated. Of horror punk. An abridged, if you, you will. Uh, nobody likes it except for E-Dog. Um, I don't like your energy here, Da. What do you mean you don't like my energy? I'm kidding, Da. Keep going. Do you want me to scream? No. Well, I always want you to scream. If, if you're going to scream, then scream with me. That was a Misfits lyric. And if you listen to horror punk, you would have got it. Let me ask you this. Okay. Aside from everything you're talking about, except for the Misfits. Yes. <clears throat> oh, so I listened to the Mickey Keating episode of the movie Crit. Yes, update us on that. And the only fucking thing I wanted to know was what happened to the Danzig episode of The Core. Okay. It was supposed to be the season finale. They announced it, and then they just never fucking put it up. So one thing they ask him is, hey, is there going to be a season two? And Mickey says, I don't know. You guys just have to keep. You know, asking yeah. Shudder, you know, keep tweeting at him, telling him that you want it. We did a Danzig episode, and I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Wow. Holy shit. So I'm glad he touched upon it, but I wanted like a concrete answer. Like Danzig thought it was terrible, and so he punched the cameraman on the way out, and we had to pull the episode or some like exciting thing like that. So I, I, I still don't know the reason why they pulled that episode, but I like that. It's still a possibility because you know I want to fucking watch that shit. I feel like Mickey Keating and I would be best friends. I feel like me... Uh, Emil Hirsch, Mickey Keating, Anton Yelchin. Well, R.I.P. But yes, because well, yeah, R.A. the Rugged Man. Since since I'm never gonna actually hang out with any of these people, we'll, was we'll, R.A. the Rugged Man on any of the Basket Case special features? Uh, I don't think so. But he's on the Bad Biology special features. Okay. Um, as well as Frankenhooker. Is he? I don't fucking oh. know. Okay, so I feel like. My my imaginary best friend group would be uh, Anton Yelchin, Anton Yelchin, <laughs> Mickey Keating, Roy Scheider from Jaws Two. That's funny you bring up Roy Scheider. I love Roy because Scheider. last night my mom suggested we watch all that jazz. Oh, okay, uh, I got thirty minutes into it and I fell, fell asleep. asleep. You gotta take six viewings, but and, he'll and, get there. I, I, and I felt bad because it was like my mom's suggestion yeah so i was like i'm sorry mom i'm tired i promise we'll give this another chance sure uh he is a play choreographer who's just all about like drugs and fucking and eventually he kind of cracks okay so that, fin- that's all that jazz finish your friend let group. me get to my goddamn imaginary friend list okay, okay 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 i imagine if me and these people could all hang out together we'd have the best of times Anton Yelchin. E-dog. <laughs> let me fucking say it e-dog Anton Yelchin, Emil Hirsch, Mickey Keating, Rory Culkin. Wow. I really liked him in Waco. I really want to watch Waco, man. I really want to watch it. I'm going to. uh, Was it good? I I thought it was great. Uh, I I love uh, David Koresh. That's kind of a joke. But uh, I watched a a documentary on him, uh, which I was... Uh, you know, interested in doing because I was watching Waco. Yeah. And man, fuck David Koresh. Yeah, man. He's he, was just shit. A, he was just a crazy rapist. Let me ask you this. So you were going to get to Eric Hoff and Sarah Tunes, but I Eric. was like, Oh shit. I was oh, like, I I it. It. And you interrupted it. So now it's never happening. 
I was in FYE, and I, I saw something that I almost picked up for you. Were you, but driving, I thought, were you driving along? I was driving along. Okay. okay. I was driving along. And uh, I almost picked this up for you at FYE, but I thought, you know what? Eric probably doesn't want this. It was a reaction toy, and it was The Fiend from Misfits. Boy, were you wrong. <laughs> I would have loved it's fucking awesome. I would have loved that thing. It is so What's fucking tight. tight. Is they've done a bunch of different colors. Oh, really? Of the fiend. Yeah. I was looking at him like, this is fucking tight, but he'd be like, I don't collect reaction toys, da. I would have. You know, would have been very stoked. All right. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Now, whenever you brought up this episode, you're like, da, you don't have to do an Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. I told Eric, I said, look, I'm going to come over to your house, set the mics down. You're not going to think, and you're just going to speak. But here we are. Right, and I, at the edge I, of the world, and, I, and you know what? I actually thought about. Uh, well, I, I do want to do Merrick Coffin's terror tunes because you know I find this a fun uh, little, exercise, little bit, sure, right to do. And so initially, what I was going to do was uh, I was going to talk about a band called Zombeast. Okay, Z O M B E A S T. That's one word. You see, I got a sticker of them up on the fridge. I only see a Ghoul Squad magnet, but go ahead. Uh, go no up t-shirt. A, go go up a little right. No and, Ghoul Squad and, and t-shirt. And there's zombies. They I did, see it. Next they, to the Baker stickers. They did. As well as that Pentagram Slasher sticker, which I love. They did uh, one album. Uh, incredible fucking album. Self-titled. This came out in 2006. I was a fucking senior in high school. Okay. It was fucking fire. I still bump it. They broke up. You bump it. I listen to it. I like it. I jam it. <laughs> just go ahead. I'll just. They recently announced so that they are coming back. So it's like they were just on a really long hiatus. Oh, wow. And then they ended it. So I'm encouraging you guys not to sleep on Zombiest to check them out. Uh, find them on YouTube. Find their uh, where they're on uh, social media. I think it's at Zombiest666. So whenever they do drop a new album, you'll be ready for it. But that's actually not what I was going to talk about. Okay. That was my original idea. But we're still talking horror punk since this is Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Today is Friday, March the 2nd. And Argyle Goolsby just Uh dropped a new music video. He unleashed. He unleashed the beast. Uh... This is the opening title track from last year's Dark in Your Doorstep. If you remember last episode, uh, I gave that album the number three position of my top five favorite horror punk albums of 2017. Uh, uh, This music video is for the song The Uninvited, uh, and it's kind of, you know, a little short, a little five-minute short that I thought was worth uh, mentioning. Featuring. And which I was also hoping to encourage you you guys to go uh, check out. It looks like it's like uh, set during the Puritan times as okay. the way people are dressed. Argyle is being, he's chained up. He's being pulled through the forest and they're going to burn him at, at the, the stake. stake. Of right. course, who wouldn't? Right. right, exactly. And you know, there's a lynch mob, at, you know, they've as got, there always they've is. They've got their torches. You've got, you've got the priest fucking with his fucking Bible. They're just about to set him on fire. Like he always does. When all these fucking vampires show up and they attack the congregation and then Argyle turns into a vampire <laughs> and he breaks his chains and he rips out the priest's heart. So guys, go check out Argyle Goolsby's <laughs> new music video, The Uninvited. So no kindness, 
is what I had for Eric Coffin's Terratunes. Eric Coffin's motherfucking goddamn Terratunes. Okay, well, that was incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. Mm-hmm. And now for our extremely important topic for this episode. Oh, my God. Which this we're is, this... about to reveal. But first... Our list we made together. We made usually we you know we make our list on our yes, own time. But this one was so important. We thought we got to make sure it's two minds right to meld it together up, to come up with the most definitive list of <laughs> top five male genital mutilations. <laughs> yes. So uh, everybody, get ready for our top five male mutil. <laughs> Male genital mutilations. We're talking about dicks chopped off. We're talking about dicks being bitten. We're talking about dicks being eaten. Why? Because fuck dudes. (laughs) Okay. So, where do you want to start, Doc? Why do we like? I've got (laughs) to. Hang on, we got to ask some questions. I want. I want the gore. Why do we like male genital mutilations? Let me me, me tell you why. Because a lot of times it comes at the hands of a woman who's been through some shit, and she deserves. Her comeuppance. So cut off that dick. Okay. I'm all for the dick chopping. This is where a piece of this audio gets posted when we both want to become president. Now, president of the Eric Coffin Argyle Argyle Goolsby headquarters. (laughs) Fan site. Fan club. Um, Now, not all these come at the hands of women. Sure. Uh, And I have a couple honorable mentions. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's hear them down. All right, my first honorable mention is from my favorite film of all time, the original RoboCop. There's a scene where two men are trying to rape a woman. Uh, RoboCop shows up. One man has a knife to the woman's throat, threatening to kill him. So RoboCop just shoots the dude through the woman's skirt into his dick. And that's your first honorable mention? That's my first honorable mention. My favorite moment is... She runs over, or aside from the guy getting shot in his dick. Of course. Uh, the woman runs over to RoboCop. She's so happy, you know, and just in the most serious tone, he tells her that she's in shock and that he will notify a rape crisis center for her. Oh, my gosh. All right, what's your second one, Doc? Uh, basket case. Oh, okay. At the very the end. The progeny. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. At the very end, Dwayne and Belial get into a fight. And we see Belial is just so fucking strong that he grabs Dwayne by the fucking nuts and lifts him up. And he's just fucking grasping. He's, ah! <laughs> that was my Belial scream impression. Uh, okay. All right, so now we're up to our list. All right, our list that of our was... top five best Jesus. male genital mutilations. Correct. All right. There's probably some other ones out there. If you've got ones that we didn't include, let us know. We want to see all the dicks chopped. Okay. <laughs> okay. So our number five is one of my favorite films of all time. Agreed. This would also make E-Dog's top 10. It would is mine. Uh, what the fuck am I saying? It Our number five takes place in a film called Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. Tell us the scene. Don't describe it. Uh, there's a fucking film crew. They're just fucking assholes to a cannibalistic tribe. They go to make a documentary on. So the tribe fucking kills them. And one dude gets his dick cut off. And what's great is, you know, it's supposed to be like a moment, a moment of, you know, 
panic, terror. Right. The camera's just kind of all over the place. But I feel like it just zooms in perfectly when we get to see just blood squirt out of yeah. his now amputated. Diodato knew his way around the camera, I'll tell sure. you that much. Absolutely. So that's our number five. Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. One of the greatest films of all time. If you have not seen it, please watch it. This next one is a fun one. What do we got, Dom? And this one's a screamer. What do we got, Dom, for number four? So our number four is uh, a film that I feel like is extremely underrated, uh, and that's Hostel Part 2. Yes. Now, in this scene, a woman who has been abducted. Tortured. And tortured and is being held against her will. She breaks out and... and uh, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. She grabs now, hold of her torturer's she right she, device. She's now gonna get to torture the man who was torturing her. Yes, and he learned that the only way she's gonna get out of out of this situation alive is to outbid him. Right for his life, because in Hostel, it's about people bidding on other people's lives and then they torture them or do whatever they want to them. And in this, Diodato's got a cameo in Hostel too. He does as a cannibal. And in this scene. Uh, she switches hands, literally, grabs his package, if what you will. She, what does she got? It's not just like scissors. I feel, it's, I feel like it's like some fucking it's like garden shears. shears. Yeah, garden something. shears or something. And uh, they all point guns at her, but she has her grasp on his package. Dick. And uh, she says, I'll pay more. I'll pay, you know, I, my, my dad has money or whatever. I'll pay more, blah, blah, blah. And she wins the bidding. And in that case, she... Uh, instead of torturing him to death, simply slices his package off and you throw- have a problem with saying dick. No, I just think it's funny. Okay. It's a bit. Okay. Uh, throws his dick to a dog <laughs> who promptly eats. It. <laughs> so that is hostile part two. And, and she says he'll bleed out. Yeah, let That's him. His let him bleed death. out. Exactly. Yep. So there you go. That is hostile part two. Yep. Eric Hoff, what number is our three. number three? We went with another cannibal film. As you do. Who of wouldn't? Course. Uh, we went with Cannibal for Rocks, and the thinking was, why is this castration better than the Cannibal Holocaust? Now tell us why, Eric, because well, this was your you pick. What. This was my pick. Uh, as I just said, in Cannibal Holocaust, the camera's uh, seemingly all over the place, whereas in Cannibal for Rocks, we just get a nice, still, stationary shot of a dick being chopped off by one of our favorites, Giovanni Lombardi. Rabisi? Radici? 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 We don't know how to pronounce it, but man, do we like some dicks being cut off in cannibal films. And this is Lindsay, right? This is Umberto Lindsay. This yeah. is the squad Lindsay. So that's our number three. Yep, that was our number and three. And I love that film. Ferox is awesome. Holocaust is unparalleled in my opinion, but Ferox is Ferox trashier. It's a little slow. And it's trashier. Much trash, especially the boobs on hooks. I think Cannibal Holocaust is like a fantastic like commentary on like people are shitty, okay, and they don't give it's a really shit. Broad though, it's broad. It's okay. very in its message. Very right, broad. So I'm, t- just, I'm just saying, like, okay, tell me Cannibal Ferox's message then. It doesn't have one. Okay, so saying, our number two kind of like is social message. No, but I think at the time it was certainly important that we didn't care, like especially Vietnam didn't care that we would go places and the people that we didn't know or they didn't look like us, we just treated them like shit. That's what the movie's about. Americans going to other countries and not giving a fuck about their well-being. So with that political message being said, number two, you do it, Ida. We went with the original Last, Last House, House on, on the, the left, left, which is yes. getting 
an arrow release Ooh, soon. And man, it looks pretty. That cover artwork uh, that they released. It does. It sucks. That movie has a Blu-ray, so this is not the first time on Blu-ray, but it's going to look better. It's going right. to be scanned in 4K and all that, even though it was only shot in 16, um, I think. E-Dog doesn't remember characters' names. E-Dog doesn't remember actor and actress's names. Kruger? Krug? It is not Kruger. It, I mean, he's the main guy. That's yeah. David Hess's character. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the blonde-headed man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, does he force her to perform oral sex or she offers it? I got to be honest. Been a while since I've seen Last right. House on the Left because it's upsetting. So so the mother uh, goes down on this dude only just to bite his fucking dick. Yes. Bite it. <laughs> so, bite it. So what's her number one? Okay. My house. My house. <laughs> um, okay. So number one. Oh, my God. If, if anybody out there gets that, please tweet us. Please tweet us if you get my house. Don't do it again, you motherfucker. Is it too loud for you? It's too loud. Well, good. You're going to do it. I know you can hear it, asshole. Okay. Number one. Is my, house. my house. There it is. Okay. <laughs> number one. <laughs> um, is one of the best movies of all time. And Eric's probably top five. I don't know about top five, but it's probably another. It's probably making a top. 10. I like this film, but I don't like it as much as you do. I'll I tell feel you that like much. I need to play back every single time I've said this would make my top ten, and then finally compile that list. Yeah, that would be the the easiest way for you not to do any work. <laughs> you know, Mary wants to do work. No, of course not. Um, so, uh, and it's not. I mean, it's definitely genital mutilation, but it doesn't involve uh, cut the package. Or chop. Sure, it's. Well, you know what? I would almost call it uh, a jump scare. Okay. Is that fair to say? Sure. We're talking about the shocking conclusion to our top five male genital mutilations. Uh, at the end of pieces, whenever the corpse that's been reassembled comes to life and just grabs that dude's dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you can hear it like crack. You can like hear it pop. Yeah. they. There's uh, like an explosion. Uh, there was a good Foley artist there that day. Yeah. Oh, they must have broke like a chicken bone and then put it in. I, I fucking, I think my nuts hurt right now. Just fucking thinking of that moment. Well, so what is this? Is that the best list we've ever done? I, I think so. Nah. Uh, we put it together quickly, but we thought it'd be a lot of fun. Yes. This episode was not going to include anything, uh, any, any top five. And we put this together and we thought it would be hilarious. So we hope that you enjoy this and mostly just, but also. It was our best effort. You got E-Dog back for one moment. You did. Then E-Dog's going back into hibernation. Hibernation, as most E-Dogs do, they all hibernate. Did I tell you? I think I already did, because we already talked about when we're going to go watch Death Wish. Saturday, and I don't work tomorrow. Must be nice, though. So I work at 7 in the morning. How come you asked me to record today in the afternoon? Didn't you have work? Yeah, I work till 3. Why? Oh, when you said afternoon, I thought like noon. Oh, no. An afternoon oh, to me is like 4 no. o'clock now. Oh, no. Well, we're dragging already. Well, but I think they want us to drag because, listen, I think people like you a lot more than they like me. Fair. So they want to hear you. They want to hear your voice. They want to <sighs> see your beautiful, you know, smile and all those things. But having all that being said, the podcast must end at some point. Not the podcast, but this episode. All bad of things the podcast. must come to an end. That's true. Uh, what do we have to say here? Uh, okay, Let's so think. Keegan and Let's I, think. Let's go- drag. We've been going back and forth on what my return episode was going to be. That's true. Mm-hmm. I said one thing. But it would require a bunch of movie watching. Yes, that's true. It would and require work, which Eric does not like to do. Eric wants no work. Eric wants no responsibility. <laughs> E-Dog just wants to skateboard. And so uh, I've actually already started on another list. 
And I said, and I asked Keegan, I said, hey, can we just keep with that? And it's one that we've talked about for so long. Yes. Uh, and it's Dimension Extreme. Yes. So Eric's return episode, which, you know, we're not sure when it'll be. But when he does return, it's going to be top five Dimension Extreme. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's also throw this out there. We were thinking, like, what if in this time, now go with us on this, folks. What if in this time when Eric wasn't going to do a normal episode, what if we did a commentary episode Oh yeah, of a movie? And the thing is, is I think, uh, how do I say this? I think audio technical wise, I don't think I could do a very good job at it, honestly, because we just kind of use, we kind of use off the shelf stuff. Uh, thank you, Andrew Sierra, by the way, for your equipment. Correct. Um, so I'm not sure how like this would sound, but I'm certainly willing to do it and try it. And uh, it would be a bonus episode. You know, this wouldn't be obviously, this would not be in place of a full, especially E-Dog uh, episode. This would be just for fun. So we were thinking maybe a commentary of like part five, uh, a new beginning, the right. uh, Friday Thirteenth part five, because we love that film. But if you guys have any suggestions or stuff we should do, uh, let us know. And yeah, tweet us if you think a commentary would be fun. Tweet us if you if you like don't want a commentary, like you're like oh screw that, don't do that. Right. Tell us, we're fine with that too. So uh, commentary episode, Tell that's us an idea. What you want us to do? Well, they're gonna want you to record, asshole. That's what yeah. they want. Tell us what you want to do where I have to do the most minimal amount of work. <laughs> I hate you so much. So, uh, and then, of course, do not forget, there's going to be a full-fledged big-time episode with my brother, yep. Ben Preslak, and we are going to do his top five horror of his life, so just top five horror from Ben, and um, he's not a horror fan, so that's going to be an interesting episode to find out what it's like to not be like us. Sick fucks. Sick fucks and dead fucks. Yes. Small packages. Well, you said it, Don, not me, but <laughs> so yeah. So is Keegan saying he's got a big dick here on the on the pod? No, I am not. Oh, okay. Because I thought, well, let's get to the bottom of this. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Ben's gonna be here. We're gonna do the uh, episode about him uh, and horror. So please tweet us at Ghoul Squad FM, and please tweet Keegan at Small Dick Keggy. Okay, so uh, you know now it's now we're at the po- part of the podcast where Eric uh, levels <laughs> accusations. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so, um, no, yeah, I'm 100% so sober. I'm excited to do that episode with Ben again because it'll be interesting to see why he doesn't like horror as much as I do because we're very much similar guys. But Ben does not like to be scared, I'll tell you that much. So, we will get into that. We will get into his psyche and find out why on the next episode of Dr. Keegan, of Dr. Butcher MD, aka Zombie Holocaust, aka Ghoul Squad FM, aka Eric's Hiatus. And with that, follow us on Ghoul Squad FM everywhere. Instagram.com, Twitter.com, Facebook.com slash. And also, of course, buy a shirt. And shout out to everybody that we love. Uh, I don't want to forget anybody, so I'm not going to. All right. Well, thank you, Eric. Uh, for Are you happy we did this podcast before we end? Are you happy that we, that I'm, we did I'm this? I'm glad we knocked one out. I, yeah, it was I, fun. I liked how I didn't have to do shit. Yeah. And I feel like we got, what, hour? We're at two hours, duh. So that's perfect. So this is like a fucking full-length episode. It is, but we bullshitted a lot more than usual here. We did. I told too many puppy dog stories. I liked the puppy dog stories. Okay, good. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back probably rather soon, just so you guys know, very soon with Ben's episode of his top five horror of all time. And I think that's it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Give me a goosey back off, Doc. Bye, everybody. back off. Goosey back off. Goosey back off. You ain't by M.A.